0: For way too long, and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top 5s and deep dives, we're to PTM.
1: Top 5s and deep dives, we're to of PTM. Top 5s and deep dives, we're to PTM. Top 5s and deep dives, we're of PTM.
0: We're here for Top 5s and Deep Dives this week. This week, our topic is Top 5 Over-The-Top Action Movies. And we have a very special guest, someone who I consider an absolute expert on the topic, my good friend and writer and director here in LA, Ian Fisher. What's up, bud?
2: Hello. They do do call me Dr. Action, so... uh... (laughs) Uh, yeah. Wait, it, I,
1: is I, I, that, I is that a self-given nickname or do
0: people actually call you that?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mike coming in with his fingers early.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a self-proclaimed nickname as of this moment. Uh,
0: <laughs> just for the podcast, right? Especially for the podcast.
2: Especially for the fact. I did go get my PhD just for the podcast. <laughs>
0: This is exclusive news. You're all learning here first.
2: Yeah, well, thank you guys uh, for uh, inviting me on for this awesome, amazing, bloody, bomb-filled, explosion topic. I love it.
0: We're extremely excited to have you. This has definitely been one of the topics I've been anticipating the most. Um, Fuck. So pretty much everyone. Over-the-top action movie, we all talked a little bit before trying to figure out what exactly constitutes over-the-top. And you guys can chime in, of course, if you want to correct me on anything right now. But I think what we all came to, one, we're going to leave it up to each of us individually a bit. We can all argue it out. But it's going to have a lot of action. Some of these are probably going to have laughs related to it because of how fucking ridiculous the action is and it's a little bit up though to the eye of the beholder and so i'm sure there'll be a couple arguments on here but yeah is there anything else you guys wanted to say in regards to over the top
1: uh yeah i mean i think i think you kind of hit it there's a few different ways to go with it you know is it just that the action is over the top or is there a lot of action but it's really the rest sort of the cheese factor that makes it uh over the top it's a few different ones. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. think, I think we. I think in our minds, is also
2: a big part of it.
1: Go ahead, Ian. Sorry.
2: I also think body count is a big part of it. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, I have
1: body counts listed in most of my notes. To be honest,
2: nice. Do you? Nice.
0: Fuck, I do, I absolutely don't. But there's there's high body counts. I can promise. I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we even dive into the list, I know that there's something the three of us have. We all touched on with each other before the podcast, but we're just going to bring it up now.
2: Yeah, we need to get the this off our chest.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Ian, you can introduce this. I know it's very oh, near and dear to your heart.
2: I think that one particular film was just on the border of whether it is an over-the-top action movie or just classified as your standard action movie. But it happens to be one of the best movies ever made. I think we can all agree on that. And And that movie is Point Break. Absolutely. Um, So I think we just have to give it a pre honorable mention. Agreed. It deserves that.
0: And I think all of us would say if it was going to be on the list, it would be number one for all of us. And it's just, it's one of the greatest films ever made. It's. I mean, you've, you've teamed up Keanu, Swayze, and Gary Busey. How could it not be? And our arguments in talking to each other is, yes, the lines in it are clearly over the top. Some of the action is as well, of course.
2: What yeah, the, you got the, your what, skydiving, you got your surfing, you got your bank robbing. Yeah,
0: and so in a sense, it is. But it's just... A fucking great movie as well that has an actual plot lots of scenes that are don't have action as a part of it and so i think to make all our lives a little easier and to make the lists honestly more interesting because otherwise we'd all fucking have it at the top we're just going to denote it with this special honorable mention it's 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 better than everything it's fucking incredible
2: but i think a good uh uh indication of this that separates it and probably other action movies is that even though the skydiving is a little bit, uh, is over the top, it is all the action is pretty realistic in that, like you could rob a bank. People do rob banks. Like you could get in a, 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 a foot chase. You could skydive. Whereas in a lot of these movies, there's like, boat chases to motorcycle chases to giant shootouts in hospitals. Like I think the things that we are talking about here are things that are very unrealistic.
1: You're right. That the is a the less game. realistic, the better in the over the top
0: action movie. Exactly.
1: Though it what point break does have that I'm also looking for in my top five is the extreme self-awareness to be ridiculous mm-hmm. that to me is, is very critical
0: yes. i agree i agree um oh boys this is a fucking this is a hell of a topic i i think we dive in are you guys ready to dive in
1: hit it man i'm ready
0: oh okay so today we're gonna do i'm gonna go first ian's gonna go second mike's gonna go third i'm sorry dr action Dr. Action, I'm so Doctor. sorry.
1: You didn't I. earn that degree today for not to <laughs> dare.
0: Also, also, everyone, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast yet, but every every week when we do these, Mike always sends out the links to record, and he always changes the names of someone that's iconic within whatever we're discussing and puts Schward to use within it. So today I was I was Patrick Schwarzi. And Ian was Arnold Schwarzenegger, so you've got your Schwartz. And my number five—that is a great segue. My number five is Commando.
2: Yes, i, I knew it. I knew it. I when when you told me you had it one earlier than than Point Break, you
0: knew it. You knew it right away. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you though, but uh, but you knew. Um,
2: I I guessed, and you didn't even give it to me. I love it. I know. I
0: know. So. Commando is actually the only film on my list I had not seen until this week. Oh, so, wow. I'd always meant to watch this movie, and I hadn't. I was doing research, of course, for the podcast this weekend, and I, I said I think I'd be, I'd be a fool not to at least watch this. I thought I maybe had my list set. I saw this movie, and I said, "There's just no way I can't include this movie on my list." I it's tough because you have emotional attachments to other movies that you've been a fan of for a long time, but it absolutely, it had to be on there. It, it immediately is my, I think, my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, even over T2. And it might be one of the very first over-the-top action movies. It came out in 85. It's got Arnold. It's got a, a very young Alyssa Milano. Um, yeah, baby Alyssa Milano. Literal baby and also radon chong who plays like the female protagonist sort of in it but let's be real this is is all about arnold in this one the plot if anyone hasn't seen it is essentially arnold is this guy john matrix he's a retired special agent um he was like the elite of the elite and he left to live in this like secluded mountain town with his daughter jenny who's played by Alyssa milano um Pretty much this these guys kidnap his daughter, they start killing his old team members, and they want him to do this like political assassination for them, otherwise they're gonna kill his daughter. So Arnold instead decides, Well, I'm just gonna kill every single person
2: that's involved with you. How about they go commando on your asses? (laughs) Oh my
1: god coming to your the, island and i'm going to kill everybody on it
2: every single every single one
0: of you and, and i was absolutely mind blown by this movie the lines in this movie are fucking next level i just need to like say a few cuz i i literally watched it last night and i'm just on a high from it still but just like <laughs> this one one of the bad guys sully he had pri- he he earlier had been like you're funny, Sully. I'll, you know, I, I'll kill you last. And, <laughs> he's with Sully and he's holding him like over literally like 20 minutes later. He's like holding him over this like long, long drop to like what would be his death. And he's like, Sully, remember when I promised to kill you last? And then he's like, oh, yeah, oh I my do. Oh,
2: God. I forgot that. Yeah.
0: He goes, I lied. <laughs> and then he drops him. Dude,
1: and then when <laughs> he gets
0: to the <laughs> car that's and that's he's like, what I happened to sully
2: go. i let him go <laughs> <laughs> you know that they wrote that line and then they planned out the action and we're like oh fuck he doesn't kill him last okay <laughs> all right all right
3: we'll, <laughs>
2: we'll so just make funny. him say i lied and, then
1: <laughs> and, and you can't talk about the bad guys in this movie without talking about brian james and his insane
2: english accent oh my oh god
0: my god it's outrageous. Uh,
2: it deserves a rewatch for me. I didn't, uh, I didn't have it on my list from this, uh, for this rewatch. Uh, and it so, does, definitely deserves a rewatch.
1: Town, if you recall, I shouted out a movie in last week's podcast at the very end called Mom, a horror movie.
0: Yes. Yeah, oh, and- I love Mom. Dude,
1: dude, Brian, Brian James is the werewolf that turns the sweet little old lady into a werewolf. And his voice in that movie is arguably more ridiculous than Commando. What? He's not doing an accent. He's just doing like a gravelly voice, and it's insane. It's so good.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I, I love that pick. That's a, that's a great choice, Justin. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um,
0: so complimentary.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, unusual, right?
0: Oh, I love it. I so love guess it. That's, that's over to you, Ian, right?
2: I believe so. Um, okay, so I want to throw I want to throw an an alt idea at you guys. I want to throw a th- th- throw a, a wrench in the ideas. Oh, wow. A
1: mid pod
2: audible. Okay. Yes. Wow. So I want to see if you guys would allow me to do an overall pick of Gerard Butler action movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Because, do it. Do because it. I feel like none of his movies action movies are going to make our lists but if you add them up I they equal like one of the most epic runs of action movies in modern history let me just let me just list them out he has his has fallen series which is olympus has fallen london has fallen and angel has fallen <laughs> all of which i've watched and all of which are amazing Geostorm, which is also amazing. <laughs> Dead of Thieves, which is probably the best blue-collar version of Pete made. Gamer, which is made by the guys that made Crank and is yes. batshit bananas. Law-Abiding Citizen, which is just objectively a good movie, even though people generally hate it because it's hilarious listening to Gerard Butler talk about constitutional freedoms. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, gods of egypt hunter killer 300 reign of fire the guy is a fucking machine can i also add in rock and Roller? rock and Roller. there we go like i i i, I don't think that any of those over-the-top action movies are good enough to make our list but as a, a, a like he to me he is the version of these nineties and early two thousands movie stars that start like he is modern day Bruce Willis. He is the, he is the new action star that will just pump out these movies.
0: Wow, dude, <clears throat> that actually is such a great way of putting it. Cause I never no, I wouldn't pick any of those movies, but now that you listed them out, one, he has so many. Two, it made me realize there's actually so many of his films that I have meant to see. Because, of course, like, we all <laughs> love this shit that I haven't seen. Like, well, Which of seen, those have
1: happen- Because you know they're bad.
0: Uh, true, <laughs> but, like, I've wanted to see them regardless. So I haven't seen the number two and three of the Olympus Has Fallen 1 series. I haven't seen Gamer. I haven't seen Geostorm. And I haven't seen Law-Abiding Citizen.
2: Oh, my God.
0: I know. I mean, a Law of Body Citizen. Mike, have you
2: seen that? No. Oh, gosh. That might be yes. what I
0: watched tonight.
2: Guys, it is amazing. Uh, uh, let me just, I'll just break it down quickly for you, because that's probably my, outside of Den of Thieves, that's probably my top choice on, the, on that list. He, okay. So his, he plays a what you think is a normal guy, and his uh, guys break into his house and brutally murder his wife and daughter. Um, five years later, they catch the guys, but then they one of the guys has information on a bigger criminal, so they let him go free, as long as he testifies against this other guy. Uh... Turns out that my man, Jerry Butts, is actually like the biggest inventor of ways for the military to kill people. Like, your big bad guy comes home, and he invents a necktie that strangles him to death. So he goes on an absolute murdering rampage all the way up the justice system of Philadelphia, ranging from all the people, like the two criminals that were involved in the case, all the way up to the fucking mayor of the city he wants to try and kill. and he's all doing it from inside a prison cell.
1: Just, can I just put a pin in killing the mayor of a city for about an hour from now? I'm just going to come back to that.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I, oh my God. Absolutely. So, yes. Uh, I think I, I appreciate you guys being flexible and allowing you to, uh, to do my crazy idea of picking all Gerard Butler action movies. <laughs>
1: I think I think okay, that's okay. a decent pick. I like it. I, absolutely I like the originality do. of it.
2: Thank Same. you.
0: Thank you. I applaud the originality, and especially because, like you said, we w- It's it's only as a collective unit. We would I, not make any of those individual films.
2: I know, and I just felt like we weren't going to get the chance to talk about Jerry Butts, yeah. and I had to. I, oh. I had I had to get my man in there.
1: But the killing him with volume approach is an interesting idea that not a lot of people are doing now. So so hat tip to him.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. One day we'll look back at his at his uh, IMDb and and just marvel at it. <laughs> is he
0: is he today's
2: Arnold? He might be. That's that's the thing is he might be today's Arnold or Stallone or someone like that. Dude, he's
1: still got a long career left of him if he's going to be those guys.
2: Yeah, he might even be become the governor one day. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: love <laughs> oh, that Um, look, um... My number five, I'm, I'm afraid this might be somewhat controversial, so... I love it. Feel feel free to give me your opinion. My number five is The Boondock Saints. Oof. This movie, that,
2: it was on my alt list, for sure.
1: Yeah, it is... I wasn't sure if it was over the top until I rewatched it this week, and I realized how much it really doesn't exist in reality, and like nothing that's happening makes sense or is possible. And... The fact that on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a 28%, 91% audience. So, And all of the reviews are, this movie is too violent to make any sense, and I don't like it. So fuck all those people, because that's the exact wrong way to look at it.
2: Yes, 100%. It's Absolutely. a great movie. Unbelievable movie. I
3: mean,
1: it's incredible. Uh, let's see. I think I have a body count for this one. Uh, 33 and one cat. Uh, so it's pretty high, pretty high. But oh, I mean, yeah. nothing they. Yeah. Made- yeah.
0: Let me just yeah, interject it, and say I yeah. looked up Commando just now in 88.
2: Wow. That's, Guys, we're, we're, we're going to get out there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's pretty high. I think we're going um, to Yeah, I mean, so the, 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 the violence comes in kind of short bits, but yeah, none of it makes any sense. They just kill everybody. Uh, there's no, you know, they pretend for like two seconds that there's some moral ambiguity to the film, but really it's just a very, very simple like revenge narrative that has a clear line between good and evil. And then the other part of the equation, the ridiculous part is in full force. I mean, the humor is there throughout. We talked about how they kill the cat. There's just so many silly characters like the bartender with Tourette's. Willem yeah. Dafoe is fucking off the chain. Oh my God. He- Willem
2: Dafoe is chewing the scenery and just doing it all. He's doing everything. And then so. It's it's
1: so much. He's absolutely insane. And then I mean,
2: it's his most outrageous role, I think.
0: Of course, it's out there for sure.
1: I mean, Billy Connolly coming in as just an insane six gun person who's also like their father. I mean, Rocco in his first movie ever of like Norwich's own, by the way, Connecticut shout out. But Rocco is just insane. He's so good.
2: So I'm going to uh, to reveal something for the first time publicly ever. The first time I ever took a shot of alcohol, my three best friends from high school and I stood together in my friend's basement and I said the prayer that they say in Boondock Saints. No, and I still remember it to this day. I can do it right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Doctor, please. For shepherds we shall be. For thee, my Lord, for thee. Power hath descended forth from thy hand, and we shall swiftly carry out that command. And let a river flow forth to thee, and soul shall it ever be, in nomine patri, et spirit spiritus sancti. Oh my God!
1: Wow! And a shot for you of the Fine Woodford
3: Reserve.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot there's a So I've got the body count at thirty-three. The fuck count is at two forty-six. So that's pretty high.
3: Oh my God.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, okay. I forgot Ron Jeremy's in this movie. I mean, this it just it just totally gets it. This is, just
2: Ron one of, is in that movie. That's unfortunate. It's, I know. It's, oh, god. Yeah, but, that, does not,
0: that does not age well. No, but,
1: but I, like you, like you, I, this has a special place in in my heart. You know, for being sort of of that time. This just like coming around on DVD, like purely like word of mouth. And seeing this when I was like 12, this movie just blew my fucking mind at like what you were able to do. And then it just, it's, goddamn, it just
2: holds up so well. I love this movie so much. Yeah, I agree. No, I think it's, I don't think it's a controversial pick at all.
0: Yeah, me either. I'm actually like, I didn't think of it somehow, which blows my mind because I own it. And like, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a fucking great pick. Like, I'd say there's a handful of movies that the three of us, growing up in the nineties, every single person or every single guy at least saw when you were like just becoming sort of about a teenager. And this was one of them. It's like hundred percent. Oh, fucking big for our generation. Such a good movie. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, well shit. I think it's time to go to number four. So my number four which is a very special movie, especially for Mike and me, is Bad Boys 2.
1: Oh, dude. I'm so glad you put this because I didn't and I was counting on you to do it.
2: (laughs) I'm honestly, I'm a little sad that you put it so low.
0: (laughs) So, okay, when I first, I'm going to be honest, when I first walked into this and sat down, thought about the list. I said to myself, "Well, Bad Boys Two is gonna be one of the one of the top movies. Like, it's gonna be. I thought it was gonna be in the top three. Going through everything, it may be. It may be higher in terms of my actual favorite movie. Just like it is on, but for over the top, it's not." I personally don't think – I couldn't put it above any of the other three that are yet to come. Um, in- I mean,
2: I, I obviously appreciate the pick. It's one of my favorite action movies. Yeah.
0: I know, truly, if there's any three people, two other people that I know in my personal life that appreciate these movies as much as I do, it's you two. So, you know, it, I can say st- – What, Mike?
1: I was going to say, it's your second straight movie where people go to an island and kill
0: everybody (laughs) on (laughs) it. Also, like for anyone that somehow hasn't seen this absolute masterpiece, it's two and a half hours long and it could, it is so epic. It's two and a half hours long. Like you have one of the most ridiculous bad guys ever in Jordy Mala playing Johnny Tapia. Johnny it's, Tapia. Oh, my God. He's outrageous. This is like, to me, this came out in 2003. It's a Michael Bay movie. You know, for anyone who doesn't know, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence play the two leads. You've also got Joe Pintoliano, Gabrielle Union, uh, Michael Shannon's in it, uh, in a bit Mike of a small. role. Um, but just fucking outrageous from start to finish. The laughs never stop. Like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have some of the best on screen chemistry of any duo out there.
2: And oh, yeah, they're at peak charm level in this movie.
0: Peak. And the action's fucking incredible. Like the, uh, it's, it's absolutely, it's one of the few sequels that I personally think is far superior to the original.
2: I agree. Um,
0: uh, and, and I have to say, because obviously, Ian, you and me, you know, so Ian and I, you know, we both live out in L.A. We've been friends for a long time now out here. And we've, of course, watched plenty of action films together, talked about bad boys a lot. Um, Mike and I back at, in college at BU, which Ian actually, Ian also went to BU, all three of us same year. We just didn't know Ian as well back in college. But
2: Mike I and I... At all. Literally at all. <laughs> I'm just finding out you went to be you right now. I didn't even know that. As well. Wait, Mike, have you ever heard the one time that Justin and I ever ran into each other? This story is amazing. He hasn't oh. heard this. Oh, my God. You guys can cut it out of the podcast if you want, but I, I just have to tell you the story. Please. So we were having a, a Halloween party. <laughs> we were having a Halloween party in my house because we, we had a big open basement. And uh, so, me and my two other roommates were dressed as drugs, sex, and rock and roll, and I was dressed as drugs. So at the <laughs> time, I was guarding the door, the back door, and you remember it for you. We would charge you guys five dollars to come into parties. That was just kind of the thing that you did at a lot of big parties. So we had a bunch of kegs, and the basement was absolutely packed to the brim. Like it just, it just. No one else could get in, and there was a line out of the back alley. And I was I was watching the door, and this dude comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, man, can I get in?" I'm like, "Oh no, sorry, man. There's just a, there's no room." And and he looks in, and like I guess like it was probably like Zach Wexelman or something it was like in it was like inside, and he was like, "Dude, my friend's right there. My friend's right there." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know what to tell you, man. There's no room. What are you like?" I can't let you in. And he was like, I'll give you $20. And I was like, okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and that was Justin. And that was the only time we ever interacted.
1: Ever. Okay. Not only was I not there, I did not know you went to BU until this very minute, but I can 100% guarantee that happened. I,
0: I can 100% guarantee that. <laughs> Yep. 31 Chester Street, baby. <laughs> Could you literally, Mike? I know Mike can just literally see me, just be like, "All right, I'll give you twenty bucks." Yeah, a
1: hundred percent. And the first part about you seeing someone like Zach, Just yeah. I can absolutely up. And
0: Mike's like needing to be, be like, I need to be in there. I need to get in there, dude. Just
2: like, I'm like there's no, even if you get in here, it's not gonna be fun. There's no room. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I just had to. I had to <laughs> reveal that.
0: No, I love it, and of course, everyone knows Zach does the theme song for the show. So exactly, I thought it was each a good other, tie-in. Yeah, it all ties together. And what I was getting at with all this, though, was freshman year of college. Mike and I, so we lived on the same floor. That's how we got to know each other. And there was three films that we would almost watch, I'd say every single month in our dorms. And Bad Boys 2 was one of those three films. What were the other two? The Lion King and Club Dread.
2: Oh my gosh. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That is, that is a bad trio, guys.
1: It's, it's clear which one of those is the worst, and it's Lion
2: King. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's a bold statement right there.
0: Oh I mean, my god. Did I mean, you say that Lion King's the worst of the three? Uh, look, Mike, I like you it's and I suck. literally like last week said the Lion King's the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> All
1: right, but if you're if you're in college, it's the worst of those three.
0: That I could potentially agree with. I mean, yeah.
2: Club Trans a pretty bad movie.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's not get off topic. I will yes, just debate. Mike for will defend right. Club Dread to the death. He's the reason I know that it exists, and he is I'm the best.
2: Well, don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a gigantic Super Troopers fan. I actually have a signed Super Troopers poster above my toilet of all of the guys in Broken Lizard. So I love those guys.
0: We have a Broken Lizard fan on the other end here.
2: Yeah. Two Broken Lizard
0: fans. Um, yeah. I'll
2: even wrap the slam and salmon. <laughs> Shout out Michael Clark Duncan. There we go. Oh my god, rest in peace. <laughs> I, um, I still say to this day, you know what assuming does? Makes an ass out of you. Because Michael Dark Michael Duncan says that in that movie. I still need to see Slam
0: and Salmon. That's like the only one I haven't seen. Wow, we've taken a
2: huge divergence. Massive. We're boys, gonna come
0: back bad to boys. Bad Boys 2, and what I will end with is there's so many laughs, but one of my favorite, favorite lines for whatever reason. Just favorite scenes is when Martin Lawrence is high on the ecstasy. Oh, my God. And the whole scene of him going around, that, you know, uh what's what's Joe Pantoliano's name in it? But whatever, his, his house, and he's their boss. And looking at the fish, that's a nice fish, you know. Big fucking eyes, but a nice fucking fish.
3: You ever rub your leather? <laughs>
1: I think maybe my favorite line is when they take the car from Dan Marino. There we go. Oh,
2: of Dan
1: Marino should definitely get this car. Not this one. I'm going to fuck this one up.
2: I just like it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, the first car that they stop, the guy driving that car is Michael Beck. That's no, I didn't know. Right. I, I kind of forgot that. I yep.
1: forgot that.
2: Yep. Oh,
0: that's a great fun fact. Wow, I love that. Love Shit that. just got real. Also shout out Reggie. <laughs> Shit did just get real, Mike. Oh yeah, Reggie, dude. Yeah. yeah. It got the most real. So also, real, what?
1: I was gonna say the last thing I would say about Bad Boys Two is that it's immortalized for being openly parodied in hot fuzz as like the greatest action movie. So I yeah. I, I agree with that Gret.
0: Oh my god, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And they well, yeah, we won't we won't get and there was a great I forget Mike's feelings on it, but I know me and Ian, I thought enjoyed it. But the third one I thought was great. Oh my God. I,
1: oh I, no, no. I thought it was great too. It was yeah, impossible okay, to live up to those expectations. It 100%. really
2: did. I actually almost didn't want to go see it. Justin was the one to invite me to, he was like, we're going to, yeah. the weekend to see it. And I was like, I was hesitant about doing it. Cause I was like, I don't know. They might fuck it up. You know, like, like I, I refused to see the point break remake and i just oh, didn't want them to ugh. mess with my bad boys too but it came through it did i'd say okay.
0: i liked it i thought it was definitely better than the first one i thought i would go two three one on the trilogy
1: it's incredible how average the first one is it. adds to the second one and then obviously now the third one but like It's insane, the jump from one to two.
2: It just feels a lot
0: smaller. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And two, they fully embraced the humor, the being able to make fun of itself, and these massive action set pieces. The first one was definitely more grounded in reality to a degree.
2: To be fair, Bad Boys, the original, was one of Michael Bay's first movies. I mean, so much so that the Porsche that they use in Bad Boys was Michael Bay's Porsche because they couldn't afford to get a Porsche. You're kidding.
1: Yeah. These Bad Boys facts are incredible. They're coming know. Out of nowhere? I'm only like, a true doctor would know this.
0: True. <laughs> only, only one doctor, and that's Dr. Action. <laughs> God damn.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so he was really committed to making that movie. And it's, I mean, it was his first big movie after directing like 40 of the biggest uh, music videos in the world well, so thank God of they that he did a hundred percent
0: you know people like to give Michael Bay shit, but I say we, we have to we have to give the man props because the world without bad boys 2 would be a very sad place
2: yes so. and and Bayhem in general like you yes. might you might hate the man you might not enjoy his level of extremity. But it is a style. No matter, no matter whether you like it or not, it is a very distinct style. There is a, such a thing as a Michael Bay movie. And not that many people can actually do that. I, that's why I was so surprised that the guys it, that did Bad Boy 3, those two directors, were able to actually encapsulate what Bayhem is in a movie. And totally. So that's why it was impressive.
0: Hats off to those guys. I yeah. mean...
1: Give a man two hundred million dollars and he'll blow some shit up. What can that at? is true. I always
2: wanted to do a uh, parody, uh, a, a, a comedy parody, and uh, make it a tourism ad for Michael's Bay, and just be like, "They, we've got explosions and we've got aliens at Michael's Bay."
0: <laughs> oh, I, I mean,
2: me too. Me too. I'm like,
0: <laughs> well, Doctor Action.
2: Hmm. Man, this is. I think this is. This is tough now. This is this is really tough.
3: What? To okay. To number
2: four? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to have to go with The Raid 2. Wow.
1: Oh, I just wow. watched The Raid 2 about eight hours ago for the first time.
0: For did the, it, for, that was your first time?
1: I don't know how. I, I just never watched Raid 2. Did it, did it blow your mind? It's pretty
2: fucking great. I mean, I, I, when I first watched that movie, I was just like, holy shit. And then I would wa- I watched it for like months. I watched it over and over and over again. So much so that my roommate would come home and be like, oh, Raid 2 again? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm watching the Raid 2 again.
1: It, it makes you realize that what you loved about Raid, it also was its limitation that it had to be, you know, A-
2: confined
1: exactly. to
2: the Yeah. And I mean – gareth evans direction also just just like it it takes it to another level allowing him to get out of that building and bring other characters in and then it it also builds the story out and i I think that the story is actually like pretty interesting i mean it's your it's some of your classic uh, uh uh kung fu movie tropes but i love the way that he does it um with the, with, with, the, with the gang and the betrayal of the sun. Um, it is... Uh, just, to, just to break it down for you, it's directed by Gareth Evans. Um, after the first raid, um, this one takes place right after that ends, which is an amazing opening scene of seeing the guys dragged out of the building and then taken to a field and shot. Just wild. Um, so only a, fir- a short time after the first raid... Rama, who is the the lead of the first movie, goes undercover with thugs of Jakarta and uh, plans to break down the syndicate and uncover the corruption within the police force that's linked to this gang. Uh, And it's just I mean, some of the 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 fight scene in when he gets sent to prison. Holy fuck. Is just in
1: the bathroom or outside in the mud
2: uh first in the bathroom and the but the mud fight is yeah. one of the craziest fight scenes ever i've ever. ever seen i i mean the amount of bones that are broken is just absolutely wild dude uh. oh.
1: and then it just and then you get to like you said throw in different types of characters you get a you know an assassin with a baseball bat. You get yeah. an assassin with hammers. I mean, you've got some curved knife guy. I mean, there's a bunch of shit in there.
2: Yes. That fighter's name is, uh, what's his name? Oh my God. I, 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 I need to find his name because I, um, uh, Sesep. He is one of the best fighters in the world. One of the best Muay Thai fighters in the world. He was in John Wick 3, He's, you've seen him in a bunch of movies. I, the Him as the assassin is just absolutely incredible. I and their like, passing is wild.
0: Dude, the thing that's so unbelievable to me about the raid is like, so obviously the raid one, raid redemption, you have the most like insane action movie in one you know, set piece, then, like you said, in this one, it opens it up, and it's like he makes this two and a half hour gangster epic. Yes. And it's like, it's fucking. Ind- I, both movies to me are two of the greatest, personally, two of my favorite movies ever made. And like, it's just fuck, man. Like, the ending of Raid 2 is also just be- like, Raid 2 is shot absolutely beautifully.
2: Yes. Um, the, the car chase when he's when he's in the SUV and fighting the, the, the four guys on either side of him. I don't think I've ever seen, that was the first time I saw that shot from above where you get to, it's as if they strip the car of the roof and you shoot down and you see him just annihilating four guys around him. I think that's the first time I saw that. And then now it's used in so many different action movies. Dude.
1: Yeah. We we should also say, in everything we said, you get your car and your gun violence in this one as yes. Well, which yes. Is limitations of the first.
2: Yeah. And I should also shout out uh Iko Uwais, the the lead actor is an incredible fighter. He is and he has since been in tons of American movies. I mean, he was in he was in Mile 22, he was in Justin Stuber, he was in uh Star Wars The Force Awakens. So he's he's coming out as he should. He's he's
0: incredible. Um yeah. I actually I wanted to share if I may in a quick raid two story. Oh, absolutely. Um so one of my probably favorite moments of I worked in the film industry for like 4 years and probably one of my favorite if not my favorite moment was I was fortunate to go to a couple Sundances, Sundances, uh, the Sundance Film Festival, and my boss knew that I was a massive Raid fan. And so when Raid 2 came out, I believe it was 2014 it came out, um, it premiered at Sundance, and my boss got me a ticket to the premiere with Eco there in person, with Gareth Evans there in person, and so I saw it for the first time ever played and I'm such, met a, such a humble brag, such a humble yeah, brag, seriously. but literally one of my favorite experiences ever. I met both of them after they could not have been cooler and nicer. And I, I know that at this point it's not going to happen, but at the time I had asked about Gareth Evans, if there'd be a raid three. And he said at the time, which he stuck to an interview since that, you know, he didn't, he thought Rama's story was over, Mm -hmm. but he did want, he was interested in doing a third one to make it a trilogy. He actually had said to me there that he he had two thoughts, which was one, he could actually have Rama in it and do a prequel as the third. Yeah. Or that he was going to do like this different plot based off something that happens in two with different characters that would be three. It didn't obviously end up
2: happening, but like, I'd love to see the assassin's backstory in that the the guy that gets hired with the long hair. Because you get a little bit of his story with his, with his ex-wife or whatever that he's giving money to. And I'd love to see how he got to that point of being this homeless assassin. Dude,
0: that would be a fucking great idea.
2: Maybe you should get
3: done. You
0: should write it.
2: Oh, yeah, he really does get done dirty. Him getting killed in the alleyway, but him fighting his way out of the nightclub is wild. So what do you think the body count is in the raid 2?
0: Oh, my God. I'm going to go. I don't know
1: how many people actually die, though, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that get dispatched with broken limbs. Oh.
0: I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going 102.
2: That's very close. It's 121 bodies wow. on the kill list. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is fucking, wow. That's, mm-hmm.
0: our, that's, our, that's our highest body count so far.
1: So far. Big, big shout out, Gareth Evans. Big shout out, Wales. You know?
3: <laughs>
1: big, shout <laughs> big shout out, out to Wales.
3: Wales. Yes. Also,
1: this is kind of a sidestep but did you guys see the remake of judge dread i think it's just called dread oh
2: my god that's a fucking great movie
1: it's it's literally so the original judge dread i think is terrible maybe we can discuss that but it's judge dread universe on top of raid storyline
0: wait what
2: yes it is it is dread set in in the dread world except it is uh, what Carl Urban playing Dread. No and way! He has to fight his way up a drug gang-led building when to, to get to a dealer at the top named Mama who deals in time-altering drugs. So they have this amazing effect where anytime anyone's on the drug, everything moves in extreme slow motion. And it's it's a wild movie.
1: And his partner has psychic powers.
2: And his partner has psychic powers. <laughs>
1: it's, it's way better than the original, in my opinion.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I actually think it's like a big cult film now. And it's well, definitely I'm- mentioned on over-the-top movies.
0: I'm looking I'm looking it up right now, and it has actually great fucking reviews, both by fans and critics. Yes.
1: It's, it's, a- re- it's really fun. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It was, it's definitely on my alt list.
0: I am putting it on mine right now so that I watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. All right.
1: Are, okay. we, are we moving on from the raid? Does anyone I, have
2: last thing? I uh, believe so. Go for it. Wait,
1: wait, wait, Actually, last thing. Do we all agree that raid two is better than raid one? Uh,
2: I uh, I think it's way more
1: rewatchable. I, it's hard to rewatch one after two, to be honest.
0: It's really hard for me to pick which one I like more. I've gone back and forth. I think think uh, it's a toss-up for me they're so different I think that one does what it does so fucking well and it's a concise incredible movie two also does what it does so well and it's this big sprawling gangster epic so it's like yeah I think two I'd rewatch a lot more I think uh, as an action, I don't know. I don't know. It is too much for me. I can't make a decision. <laughs> okay. right.
3: Right. I'll,
1: I'll take over. You don't have to answer. Okay. My, what am I only on, number four? So yeah. uh, my number four is, yeah, this is a bit of a, a curveball, I think. So curious to see if you guys have seen this and what do you think about it. But mine is the 1975 movie, Whoa. Death Race 2000.
2: Wow. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I have not. I've seen the Death Race remake, which yeah, is think...
1: body body count 33. So it's up there. But I mean, okay. So if you've seen the the remake, then I mean, you know about kind of the world building that's been done here. Yes. Where well, except in this one, we're in 2000. I think the remake came out in like what 2008 or something. So it passed. But in 1975, we imagined that by the year 2000 everything would have gone to shit and basically the only thing this world has to look forward to is this race across the country uh and the there's like five different cars not only can they you know kill each other but they get different point levels for killing like innocent civilians with their car so and you get like
2: yeah
1: yeah so you get more points if like they're they're old or they're like kids or like, there's all kinds of different rules. And then eventually they find out you can just like kill the people that are running the race and it all, everything gets approved because it's just like a publicity stunt. Uh, so there's, there's, there's no rules at all. And the goal is just to kill people. But there's also, there's like a, there's a, sort of an underground resistance faction as there always is in these post post-apocalyptic movies. And their goal is to kill the drivers and sabotage the race uh, and then, sort of, take back society to get rid of this this barbaric race. Hmm. The there's like five drivers. Uh, they all have incredible names. Like one of them is just a Nazi whose name is Matilda the Hun. Oh my god! Uh, but then the two main ones are uh, kind of the sort of underdog hero, if you want to call him that. He's he's not real. There's no hero. There's only like antiheroes, and that's Sylvester Stallone as. Joe Machine Gun Viterbo. Uh, and then there's a character who is like a long champion of the race played by David Carradine called Frankenstein. Wow. And it, it turns out that he's, you know, there's been a lot of Frankensteins cause he always wears a mask. So you don't know what he looks like. So there's been a lot of Frankensteins, but anyway,
2: he's dread high Roberts.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah, it's just – and it's absolutely bananas. I mean they just just run people over in the street. I mean like I said, they they just – they find out they can kill people in the race and that's fine. At the end of the movie, David Carradine kills like the president of the United States and by the rules of this movie, that makes him the president of the United States.
2: Oh my god. That sounds amazing.
1: It's insane. You know, there's just tits everywhere. I mean it's just like (laughs) – it's one of those movies. I mean, it's. I think it's like a. It's not official, but it's somewhere between like three and five hundred thousand dollar budget. There's a lot of road races. Like they're doing the racing scenes themselves. Like Stallone and Carradine are actually driving. They haven't got permits. Like they're just going balls to the wall, doing, in outrageous shit. The campiness
2: is so high. It's just lovely. So it's pretty interesting because I I, I only know the the world of the remake, and in the world of the remake. Is they have prisoners doing the race, so it's like if you're in you're in jail, and then you have a if you win a certain amount of races, you have a chance to get out of jail. Yeah, these
1: are all uh, they're like celebrities. They're basically like like uh, so Frankenstein. And they just do it in the streets, which
2: sounds like so much more fun than them doing it in jail because there's like no rules. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and they get like two, say like pit stops. It takes them like three days to make it across the country, and like at one of the pit stops, like a girl just comes up to Frankenstein and is like, "Wow, I love you so much. I'm your biggest fan." And then the next day, she shows that she's the biggest fan by like standing in front of his car so that he can kill her and get more points. It, oh, and, and right. meanwhile, they're, they're also being picked off by you know this underground group that's like exploding a few of their cars so by the end there's only actually a few cars left
2: okay all right so um just based on your description i really respect your pen there's
1: explosions there's 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 a plane fighting a car i mean it's it's great the
2: killing of the
1: president
0: is wild based on this description i think i know what both of our plans are tonight i mean
2: justin i think you have like eight movies to watch tonight (laughs) Here's the
1: absolute best part. It's 80 minutes. I mean, it is That's just get in, get in, get out. It's uh, fantastic.
2: That's a love that, 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 that nice, easy. So sometimes I, I love a two-hour, two and a half-hour sprawling epic action movie, but sometimes it's nice to get in and out at 80, 90 minutes.
0: Yeah, then this I movie can, doesn't
2: I mean I can double, double feature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well. I really, really look forward to watching that, along with Dread. Um,
2: wow, great! Also, day. law Binding <laughs> system. Wait, also what? Law Body system.
1: Honestly, we need a twenty-four hour marathon of Jabbar Butler movies and just see if your brain explodes. We oh, do.
2: yeah, you'll just end up like walking around with a tattoo, eating donuts, like joking in an Irish accent about being American. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you'll accidentally start watching like his rom-com movies instead.
2: No, don't do that.
0: Don't do that. Don't <laughs> do that. You're like, you're like, Oh, I, I keep watching the ugly truth over and over.
2: And you're like, I don't feel like he's a great action star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, good. Number four, I guess we're on to number three. My number three is fast and furious six. Wow. So if anyone, if, if you're listening to this and you know me personally, you know how obsessed I am with the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, the first one is my favorite of them all, but it is also the least over the top of all of them. Um, it's also just a point break remake. <laughs> yeah. It's a point break remake with racing cars instead yes, of instead uh, of Surfing. surfing. And so, of course, what's not to love? But just what a fucking franchise they built out of this thing. I mean, you started with the first one. Then they did they did a sequel. It did It did good. But, you know, then Paul Walker wasn't or neither were involved for the third one. They did Tokyo Drift. And then, of course, a few years later, they revived the whole thing. They end up making it into the most profitable franchise Universal's ever had. And here we are today. Unfortunately... Our, our main man, Paul Walker, has gone. Rest in peace forever. Um, but we have this legendary movie series. And for me, Fast and Furious 6 is the one that had to go in my top five. I think it is the best sequel. Um, came out in really? 2013. So you yeah. like
2: 6 more than 5?
0: I do. I do. I think 5 is the second best sequel and here's my reasoning five incredible heist film just a, just an incredible film and maybe the script's a little tighter too i'll give i'll give that but six for a fan of the franchise has literally everything you could ever want you get out of it you but get can you break
2: her- down what happens in 6
0: so six to give you a little bit of a breakdown um luke evans plays the bad guy in the film um, Shaw. What's it? What's his first name? It's um, oh my God. How am I forgetting this? I watched it this morning. Um, Wow. I
2: can't believe you like six more than five and seven. Oh
0: my God. So much more than, okay. I love seven too, but I'm going to get, I'm going to explain all this. So here's why fast and furious six. You've got Luke Evans playing the bad guy. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Letty, she wasn't in Fast Five. She's presumed dead after the fourth one. She gets killed in the fourth one. Um, In this one, well, at the end of five, in the after credit sequence, you find out she's still alive. Anyways, bottom line is this is the first one since the first Fast and the Furious movie where literally every character is in it. And so... You've got everyone back, and I'm not even going to go too much. Uh, in I'm sorry, point. little bow
2: is down in six.
0: <laughs> how could I forget? How how dare I? How dare? You know, I? Who's
2: not in four?
0: Who's not in four? Yeah, you don't have. Um, well, you haven't gotten like
2: Giselle and um, and, and and Han from uh, wait, uh, Tokyo you know, Drift. Han is,
1: Han is in four, isn't he?
2: It's
3: Han in four.
1: He's in the very beginning, and then he's like, "I heard they're doing some badass shit down in Tokyo, or something like that." I'm
0: like, "Let
2: me get it." Hold
1: Isn't on. That four when they're in Brazil and they're having a party on the beach? No, that's on, five.
2: No, that's five. That's five. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, five, five. Five is the one where they steal the safe and they drive the st- safe to the, okay, the street. Never mind. Yeah. You, is- are,
0: you, you are right, though. That that and Giselle actually do show up in four. But one, I think we can all agree 4 is not the best one. It's a great reintroduction to the whole gang and getting the story back on track.
2: I honestly Uh, don't even remember anything about it.
0: it, Well, exactly. There you go. And also Ludacris and Tyrese are not in 4.
2: Wow. Did not have any black guys in it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's a problem. But so anyways, 6 gets every single of the main crew Back together, even though most of the movie spent with the whole the Michelle Rodriguez thing, Letty's whole thing is that she doesn't have memory of anything before, so she's with the bad guys. Obviously, she's going to eventually come over back to the good guys. But
2: I mean, one of the best storylines ever is the amnesia storyline. <laughs> but here, I'm going to tell you right now
0: why it's my favorite sequel. So it that that being one reason, everyone back together. Two being, it is the sequel that of all of them cares most about all of the fan service and the nods to the original and like the things that everyone loves from the original. One, there being coronas in every scene with beer. Vin Diesel even says a line about wanting a corona. At the end of the movie, them getting back the original house from
2: the first one I love that your number one thing that everybody wants are coronas (laughs) (laughs) out of these movies.
0: Oh my god, fact. Also... Also, yes, they talk about family the entire time, as they do in all the movies. Um, You have... I'll never forget seeing this for the first time in theaters. Jason Statham, one of my favorite action stars ever. I had no idea he was going to be in the seventh. And the after-credits scene where... They show the scene where Han dies in Tokyo Drift, and it turns out that it's fucking Jason Statham, Deckard Shaw, Luke Evans's brother uh, in the film, that he is the one that killed Han, and he's going to be the main antagonist of Seven. I screamed in the theater, and... Also, this is the movie that finally catches up to Tokyo Drift. So we're caught up on the timeline. It's something
2: we've been waiting for. Thank God. Because, you know, Tokyo Drift was definitely set in like 2014, even though all of the technology in that movie is like from 2004. (laughs) (laughs) So true. At the time, Tokyo was having a real retro phase in technology and cars. Uh Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, my God. But th- all those reasons. And then also just, I mean, all of them have the legendary action scenes. But like this one has some incredible ones from the, the crazy like highway chase and Dom mm-hmm. fucking jumping into Letty and tackling her onto the other side of the highway. And then, of course, the ridiculous ending with Dom driving the car out of the flaming plane and then it all being dramatic and them all looking sad and then him rising out of the flames and wa- it's just it's it's everything i love about how ridiculous these movies are in one movie that and is five, where giselle dies right it is where giselle dies sadly and yes. our future our future wonder woman and it also is the last movie where we truly get a full Paul Walker performance. I know he's in all of seven in a sense, but still. And then also I think this is the movie the rocks utilize best in because five, he's amazing. That's where he gets introed, obviously. And that's his other really good one. But this one, he is the perfect sidekick that he's always was meant to be in these films. Mm -hmm. In seven, what I don't love about seven while I love the film overall, I love that Statham's the villain and I love the end tribute to Paul. They, they, they rack up the cheese factor, a level where I feel like six and five, it was the perfect level of like, it felt, it didn't feel like it felt of course, unrealistic what was happening, but everyone felt like a character somewhat grounded in reality. That was just a ridiculous person. Yeah. Seven and eight and onwards, it's like they upped the cheese to making them almost like comic book characters. Oh, they are just superheroes that
2: are unkillable.
0: Yes, and that for me, I didn't love that about... I remember when I first saw Seven, it, it I was ever so slightly let down because of that fact. And also that's, of course, where all the Rock and Vin Diesel issues started happening. The Rock's barely in Seven because he's just like fucking in a hospital the whole time. And then... Of course, in 8, they didn't even really film any scenes together because of their beef in real life. And it's like, I have to say, as someone who is always was a big fan of The Rock, and, and I still am a fan of The Rock, but it really bummed me out that... And, and not to say that Vin Diesel doesn't have a big ego, too. I mean, it, they're notorious both for having large, big egos. Oh, but, do you, you think? Yeah, come on. Look at these guys. But like... <laughs> The Rock, it just really fucking pissed me off. Me they, familia. Me familia. But seriously, that The Rock didn't understand about the familia. Like, this was a- really- <laughs> <laughs> what,
3: what are
2: you <laughs> talking about? This, <laughs> this is <laughs> the- that, the- that is an insane statement. Let me finish. Before we
1: finish, I have to just let you know this is the second time on the podcast that you've gone off on the Rock for not understanding the familia. See one of our earlier episodes.
0: That's
2: insane. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me fucking let me fucking
0: explain. So, so I think so. The Rock, he always wants to be the leading man now, and in this movie, he works. And I'm saying this as someone that thinks this role is incredible for him. I think he is one of the strongest assets in the film when he allows himself to be the supporting the supporting cast. He's the number one supporting cast in this, but he works so perfectly in that you don't get too much of him. And when you get him, it's so powerful because he has those outrageous one-liners that you love. And he does it perfectly in this movie. This one, N6, and I mean N5. And the funniest, I love at the end of this one where he comes to see them at the house and first of all he makes the comment about Tyrese's big ass forehead which is fucking hilarious and then the outrageous him and him and Dom scene where he's like never thought I'd trust a criminal and then and Dom's like never thought I'd trust a never thought I'd like work with a cop and they're just like standing side by side but like not looking at each other. Just
2: staring <laughs> like, off into the middle distance. Yes. It is so outrageous. And Wait, like, so can we go back? I'm sorry if you guys covered this already, but yeah. I just need to understand. Why doesn't The Rock understand me, familiar? That?
0: <laughs> so because he he totally fucked with the whole fast cast and what they do, which is even
2: I mean, <laughs> he, he, talked them. he was calling way. out Vin Diesel for not showing up to set on time
0: so yes he did but like here's the thing all of the main cast of Fast and Furious whether or not they all get along in real life and maybe get in some fights they they do actually in real life act like a family as well they all have each other's backs and they want to make the best product for everyone and it's like the Rock made it about him towards the end. He wanted more screen time. He wanted certain things not to happen to his character. He insisted on certain things that I think w- isn't right being someone that was invited into the franchise in the fifth movie. When you have had all these people from the beginning. And he ended up... You
2: know, you know what The Rock calls himself?
0: What? He calls himself Franchise Viagra. <laughs> Does he fucking really? Yep. Oh my God. And it's Can like... He-
2: you can't oh. deny it. it's true. No, it is true. But this is what kills me: is like, like I don't remember Fast and Furious four. I remember Fast and Furious five.
0: Totally, and and I'm I'm not at all discrediting the fact that The Rock is what what shot the franchise with the shot of adrenaline it needed to keep going. It's just he works fucking incredibly as this side character, and not allowing that to ride out through the series. I feel like he sort of ruined his part in it and, like, for the fans because he's not – it's its noticeable in 8 how he is. Then he insisted upon doing the spinoff movie before they did 9, which no one else wanted. And it's like the spinoff movie, no problem with them wanting to do that, but, but do it after 9. And he he refused. And it's like, he just sounds like he was very difficult and it was all about what was best for him. I get it. He's the biggest star at this point, but I really didn't like it. And it's for a movie that's all centered around family, it's very clear that he does not give a shit about, in real life, the quote-unquote family.
2: You don't understand me, Familia. <laughs>
1: Justin's the number one protector of La Familia.
2: <laughs> I really am. I also love that we're calling it *Mi Familia*. <laughs> like, like Vin Diesel is Hispanic. <laughs> Dude, welcome, a, to
1: welcome to Brazil.
2: Brazil. Dude wore a white tank top and white jeans to his own wedding. Yeah, that was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my god!
1: Yeah. Uh, Look to the kid from *Tokyo Drift*. That's what I want to know. Where's he at?
2: Oh, they were like you're a bad actor, so we're not letting you come back. <laughs> he's, he's the only one I
1: never
0: made he's it. He's the back, only yeah. one I I sort of wish he did just for just for posterity's sake.
2: Uh Justin, what I will say about 6. This 6 is the one where uh, Paul Walker goes back to prison to find out. Yes. Okay. So, that is a dope scene. It doesn't make any sense why he has to get put in prison. No, it no doesn't. All he does is find out that yeah, Letty has Amnesia, which is pretty fucking obvious because she doesn't remember anyone. <laughs> but he still gets himself locked up in prison, and that fight scene is dope. So
0: dope, so dope. Also, it's nice having like there's there's oh it's a great girl crew in this one too. Because that is
2: the villain from Four, right? Ye- the guy that is season president. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. Um. Dude, there's also a great female crew in this movie. I mean, in all of them, like, later in it, but, like, in this one, there's some great scenes with Gal Gadot. Um, oh, yes. um, Gina Carino. Yes. Gina Carino. Yeah, Gina Carano. And then um, what's the girl that plays Elena? Al- you know Elena, the girl that that, um, that Dom had been with when he thought that Letty was dead? Yeah, um, we all know Elena. Yeah, we know Elena. I'm looking at Elsa Patel. Pitake is her name. Yes, um, she is married to Chris. Ah, but anyway, just a great, great female presence to this movie too. I just, I just fucking love this one. I think there's so many nods to the original, and I love getting everyone in there. It's just, it's so much fun, it warms my heart every time.
2: The only thing I'll knock it for, I, I agree with you. The more you talk about it, I do realize I actually do love a lot of the scenes in it, Man. and. It's definitely a, a like a like it's a nice step up from five, which is like you say, kind of just a heist movie. The only thing I'll knock it for is I think that Luke Evans is not the strongest of villains I because will... he's one of the only ones that they don't. What what's amazing about this franchise is they take the villain and then they bring them into the crew, and it's great. It's amazing. I love that Fast Furious continues to do this. They're gonna do it again with Charlize Theron, but <laughs> oh they God. don't bring. Luke Evans back.
0: No. And and I'll admit, I think he was a bit of a – he wasn't their – he's not their best villain at all. I thought, yeah, Statham and Charlie's in theory, are better villains. I just think I like the vibe of the movie so much. And he's not a bad – he's not a terrible villain. He's just – those guys, I think, up to the ante a little bit. Yeah, I feel you. I also like that the London vibe of it. No,
2: it's a, uh, I, I think it's a good
0: pick. Thank you. Thank you. And just had to get the fucking franchise on there. Because to me, it's like the Fast and the Furious franchise is, is a big reason of why I got into these movies in the first place. These I'm type of Very movies. understandable.
1: I, I texted you beforehand, Justin, that I was taking some risks with my picks. Uh-huh. Assuming that you would have picked a couple. I'm just sitting pretty here because I left off any Fast and Furious and Bad Boys 2.
2: Wow. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. So so complicated. I should have done that. I did not, and I have made oh, okay. I have made a mistake.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll turn over. You three didn't make a mistake because some the people want to know if 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 two of us agree on one, it could just be that fucking good.
2: That is. That's true. That's true. Okay. So my number three. Um, My number three has to be The Rock Wow I, okay. I literally just finished Watching it <laughs> for the Millionth time This is a wonderful Movie from 1996 By The legend Michael Bay um, It stars Sean Connery Nicolas Cage and Ed Harris and it involves Ed Harris taking 81 hostages on the island of Alcatraz, a.k.a. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicholas Cage plays a chemist who teams up with Sean Connery, an ex-SS operative, to try and raid... The Rock, and get back seven VX missiles before Ed Harris launches them into the heart of San Francisco. And my God, this movie is dope. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's it's in the middle of one of the best cage runs ever.
0: I mean, I the, oh, the cage run surrounding this film is just insane.
2: Yeah. Let's just, let's just do a little bit on Cage. Please. I, 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 I need to, to get my man Cage in here because this dude was such a legend. He, he, let, let's just talk about 95 through... 95 through 99. 95, he has Kiss of Death, then Leaving Las Vegas, which he wins an Oscar for. Then he does The Rock... Con Air face off. Oh my god. City of Angels, snake eyes, 8mm, bringing out the dead, gone in 60 seconds. What are we even talking about
0: here? What the fuck? And that's in five years. Yes.
2: Yes. Holy shit. And I feel like The Rock is the. Is right before. (laughs) The Rock is right before he does Con Air. And Con Air, I feel like, is the beginning of truly. Of Nick Cage starting to go off the deep end of insanity, <laughs> so The Rock is him still. He has his like moments in The Rock, but he's still kind of keeping it together a little bit. He doesn't go full Cage, which <laughs> which I'm which I'm okay with, because <laughs> they also have Sean Connery in there being very Sean Connery.
0: Dude, The Rock is just like, oh my. So here's my thing with The Rock. I like. <sighs> I don't know if I. I don't know if i call. Would you? I don't know if I personally consider The Rock over the top, but like, it's just one of the better action movies I can think of. Like, but then again, are you? Tell me why it is over the top because I haven't seen it to be fair in a few years.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, Nicholas plays plays a a, a bomb expert chemist that is brought with eight special forces commandos into (laughs) Alcatraz prison to stop a team of Marines led by Ed Harris, who is a war hero from Vietnam with three purple hearts from launching face-melting, spine-breaking gas into San Francisco.
0: Okay, case closed.
2: <laughs> I should never
0: doubt Dr. Action.
2: I mean it is when they show you what like when when Nicolas Cage is taking apart one of the missiles and he's explaining to Sean Connery what it does to people and Sean Connery for the first time in the movie is like what the fuck have I got myself into? You're like what, what is happening in this movie? <laughs> but also Ed Harris as the villain is fucking phenomenal. He's one of uh, why what, what I always say in movies is the vil- the best villains are the ones that you might believe in. That you might agree with. Like for instance uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. Like he is right for most of the movie and Hummel in this movie is his argument is sound. The way he's going about taking hostages on Alcatraz and threatening to to nerve gas an entire city might be a little crazy, but his argument that his soldiers have died and his family and their families have been lied to for years, and wanting the uh, U.S. government to recognize that is sound. It's true, and those do
0: make I those do make some of the most memorable villains.
2: Uh, it's just uh, also Cage banging his girlfriend at the beginning and. Um, <laughs> The line when Sean Connery says, uh, losers go home, winners go home, fuck the prom queen. And, <laughs> and Nicholas Cage's response to that is, Carla was the prom queen. Also, just Cage and fucking
0: Connery in a movie yeah. together. How could it not oh, be God. over the top and amazing?
2: It's uh, it's It's just a great rewatch. It's, it's, it's also, you know, pure bayhem. There's just badass dudes doing badass shit. Michael Bean leading the Encouraging team of Marines, of, of, of Navy SEALs, to break into Alcatraz. I mean, it, they don't even break into Alcatraz until halfway through the movie because there's an insanely destructive car chase through San Francisco that Sean Connery leads in a Humvee where they blow up half of the city <laughs> just so he could go talk to his daughter
0: Outrageous.
2: Mm-hmm. like
0: dude the oh the rock is one of those movies too when i was a kid like no one doesn't like the rock like my parents both love the rock like yes. it's, it's just it's a it's definitely a, all a dad movie
2: it's definitely like my dad if the rocks on my dad's probably going to watch, watch
0: the rock 1000% my dad as well yeah
2: so, uh, yeah, that's, that's number three for me.
0: I love it. I love it. Oh, I yeah, love all the game. fucking – oh, I'm, loving, I'm loving the variety so far from everyone. Well, great, great
1: segue because my number three is, is something very different from what we've done so far. And if I have to defend this, I will. I don't care. <laughs> uh, wow. My number three, the 2009 classic, absolute gem, Black Dynamite.
2: I haven't seen it. Mike, you're just throwing curveballs left and right.
1: So it is – okay. So this one is for sure low on the body count uh, because it's just really like a martial arts movie uh, with Michael Jai White, who's an absolute legend. But the rest of it – well, okay. The rest of it, like the humor, ridiculous part of it, absolutely off the charts. I mean it's – parody sort of homage to black blaxploitation in just a way that's almost a little bit too smart like it's it's just the way that they like have booms just appearing in shots like semi-accidentally but obviously on purpose like the way that they have like characters occasionally say like their stage direction and then the actual line from the script
2: that's super like funny
1: it's just it's it's really just super super intelligent in the best way Um, and the action is ridiculous in that same way. It's, it's, it's not over the top body count. It's over the top, like, so put a pin in it, you know, where he goes to kill the mayor from an hour ago. (laughs) In this movie, ends up having a nunchuck fight with Richard Nixon. Like, it's just absolutely bananas. And it's, it's, it literally just takes like, this goes all the way to the top, literally all the way to the top. In some sense, in some sense, it works better as a as a TV show, which of course it later became. Because, like the movie, I mean, it literally is just like every five minutes he sort of defeats like the next level boss and like moves on to the next level of the conspiracy until it, it gets to Richard Nixon. But it's just it's just such a fun parody uh, of everything that I love about black exploitation and kung fu movies. Uh, I mean, Arsenio's is in there briefly, you know, Tommy Davidson, obviously Michael Jai White. Also, at the same time, Blood and Bone came out, which is an absolutely underrated gem of a
2: movie. As well. I love Blood and Bone.
1: But I mean, you know, shot in 16 mil, it's just so fucking epic. I, I cannot, and it, of all these movies that are incredibly watchable, it's it's one of the most watchable. Again, I think this one is, hold on, I'm sure I have it here. It is 84 minutes. It's just, uh, just a masterpiece.
2: That's uh, that's a really interesting pick, Mike. I like it.
0: Agreed. And, God, this is another movie I have to see. I'm just never leaving. I'm never going to stop watching over-the-top action films, apparently.
2: Luckily, you're not allowed to leave your home, so... That huh. is true. <laughs> uh, wow, you know, Mike, I mean, that, that, that's a really, really interesting pick. I, I And I appreciate... Um, you calling out of these these genres that kind of did originate the epic big picture action movie or over the top action movie like black exploitation did because there because there is a history of that in black exploitation in in Shaft and, uh, and, uh, and the other uh, films of that ilk so uh, yeah I appreciate you calling that out yeah and
1: and basically you know they wrote the script in like three weeks and By- Byron Minz who's, who's also in the movie and Michael Jai White wrote it together and. Almost entirely off their like pure love and encyclopedic knowledge of black exploitation, and also uh, one for town here. So Michael Jai White thought of this movie while listening to James Brown's Superbad, and thus wanted to call it Superbad, but obviously missed the mark because this movie came out in 2009 and had to change it. Wow. Oh,
0: man. Oh, that's a great fun fact. Yeah, I like that. Shout out McLovin! Yeah. Um, uh, that's bad. what up, gangsters? <laughs> but no, seriously, I everything Ian said. I really like the creativity of that of that pick and being able to shout out some of these genres that helped form this over the top fucking movie genre. Um, awesome! I can't wait to watch it. Um, all right, my number two is sort of maybe going to answer a question from earlier, but my number two is the Raid Redemption. The first Raid.
2: Wow. Wow. That's some good Uh, podcasting,
0: bro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I don't know if I still would necessarily say this means I like it more than the second as an overall film, but I definitely think It wins in the better over-the-top film. Um, Just because it's nonstop from start to finish. It just... One one location, you know, if we didn't talk about it earlier when we talked about the Raid 2, essentially a SWAT team goes into one building. It's run by this mobster. He just has a ton of fucking killers, thugs, low-lives, drug addicts living within the building and they are are trapped in it essentially and need to kill their way out of it.
2: It's so, this team, team of cops.
0: Yes. And so I remember when I first saw this and I still might, I, it might be like in terms of just pure action, it might be like the greatest action movie ever made.
2: And yes. it's, it's that's 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 the most Justin statement ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but it's it's really from start to finish. It is absolutely nonstop. Some of the better action, just like Ray Two, t- both movies have some of the best action sequences I can think of. On it's on so that. well choreographed.
2: It is just oh. and you're right. It is paced so fast because it is nonstop. But they need to make it creative enough where you stay interested in the action for 80 90 minutes when that's totally. all there's going to be
0: exactly and that's what it is it clocks in at like 100 minutes and you know the first five or you know is setting it up and then it's just 90 minutes of non-stop action this the, like you said the choreography of the fight sequences it's unbelievable and it's they're both such legendary films, Raid Raid one and two. And this one to me is just so fucking perfectly concise. It's a perfectly concise action film. Some of the scenes, the hallway fights are outrageous. The the scene, of course, where he takes the guy and fucking throws him down on the jagged, like broken door frame. Um of course Mad Dog the you know the character Mad Dog who's one like sort of the big villain one of the big villains in this definitely the most interesting villain when he fights Rama and Rama's brother at the end that's got to be one of the, the most like epic fucking big, big bad fights I mean I literally I watched that this morning as well and I just got straight chills during the fight even to this day, and I've seen the fucking movie like ten times. But
2: so the body counts at eighty, which is which is up there.
0: It's up there. It's not the most though. Raid two's got more. Well, and so did. Com-
2: don't you worry? We might be blowing that right out of the water.
0: Oh, maybe I can't wait. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, I you know I couldn't leave the raid <laughs> off the list. It's just it means uh, it's so fucking epic amongst this this genre to me and gareth evans is
2: he's got he's got the raid and the raid 2 on on the official list of over the top movies
0: yes he does and michael bay has two movies as well
2: yeah we're only missing one important name
0: wow 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 wow
2: um well yeah very 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 interesting well, oh man, I'm trying to I, see this is, this is a choice because I know that somebody else is going to pick something that I, that I have for number two. So I'm going to do my alternate. Okay. Another audible. I yes. Love this. I'm audible. I love and this is a movie that I watched this week. And I had to put it in here because it's just absolutely bananas, and that movie is hard boiled.
0: Ooh! Wow. Okay. You mentioned that you watched this
2: to me. Oh my god, Mike! Have you seen this movie? Yeah, this movie is fucking batshit bananas, and it is so much fun. I like. I knew I've. I've so it's directed and written by John Woo. Um. He stars uh, Yun-Fat Chow, who is just one of the most epic uh, uh, Asian actors of all time. Uh, he, you know, uh, Crouch Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Replacement Killers. Uh, uh, he's been in countless, countless kung fu and action movies. Um, hard-boiled, he, star- he is a tough nail cop that literally goes in shooting to any situation (laughs) that he enters, and he has to team up with an undercover cop to shut down a sinister mobster and his entire crew, who are not above killing anyone in their sights. There I just need to tell you this. The body count in this movie is 307 people. What? It is... It is, triples the raid, too. It is insane. Everybody dies. And there are so much... Like, you know... It, I don't, you guys have probably seen Lethal Weapon and, uh, and that era of movies where it's a lot of uh, jazz saxophone during movie transitions. <laughs> and this movie does that to the max. It opens with Yun Chao Fat playing a clarinet in a jazz club. <laughs> Good Lord. And then he goes to a a bird store where mobsters are having a meeting, and they get in a giant shootout with everybody in there. I mean, like 80 people must die in that scene. He, his name in the movie is just Tequila, and he alone kills 77 people. Oh my god! The last six in a hospital. A hundred and forty-six people are killed.
0: <laughs> Literally half
2: the count of the film. It is. It's just one of the most batchet movies I've ever I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so funny and fun. Like they, there's a lot of singing in it. Like they use stick. Like they use singing as a way that the undercover agents get messages to the the police <laughs> they'll be like Faso Latido, and that will be the code somehow. <laughs> hey, I can get down with some singing. <laughs> it's, it's just so much fun. I, I I just I just had so much fun while watching this, I was like, couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's a great it's a great movie.
0: Dude, Well, I can say, so now there's four films from this episode that I need to now see. This one just shot to the top of the list.
2: I mean, John Woo is a legend. Uh yeah. so so that was the one name that I thought we were missing.
0: I we were. I mean, Face we Off. We briefly mentioned Face Off, but yeah, I mean,
2: well, this that, is be that we might be we might be saving that for later. Oh god. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, all right. we talked to talk about face
1: off later. It's this is better than face off for sure in my book. Oh, I better in the more idea. ridiculous and better in just a general action
0: film. Wow, okay. Wow. I, I love face-off, so I'm I love face off also.
2: I yeah. don't agree, but this was it's just so I mean, there's a there's a scene where the entire mob is 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 kill are killing people in a warehouse and and Yon Fad Chow, Tequila he he swings in on a rope he's a cop and he swings in on a rope with a machine gun and just starts shooting everyone <laughs> <laughs> and you're like aren't you supposed to arrest people bro? no
0: the answer is no you just kill everyone no you
2: just murder everybody it is, it's, just, it's just great there's like an undercover lair inside a hospital oh by the way the entire last action set piece takes place with tequila holding a newborn baby and shooting people oh
0: my god i literally just looked up the cover art and just see like the main like them him on the front holding a baby holding yeah. a baby
2: mhm
0: incredible it's incredible. Fantastic.
1: inspiration for shoot him up
0: i love the audible i love the fucking audible um oh. Mike. Okay.
1: My number two. I have no more real surprise picks, to be honest. Uh, My number two after much debate is John Wick Chapter Two.
2: Mm. Wow. Yep.
1: It just – I mean, well, okay, everybody knows John Wick. But like to debate between the two, I mean ultimately the first one just has more – it has more work to do in terms of character development and word "world building and sort of the whole story of it and the motivation and the time with his wife and the dog and all that. And that's all great. I mean, the movie' fucking awesome. But this one just starts off on an absolute bang. He's just driving around in his car in a warehouse killing everybody, and then just gives you, you know, maybe 10 more minutes of story, which is to give you another motivation to fight everybody.
2: I, I, mean, to, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that yeah, I, I, I think agree. the second one's the best out of the three. I agree. And
1: it's it's uh, I think all right, body count in this one one sixteen. Uh oh, you know, I, wow. I didn't I didn't fact check that, but when I was watching it it feels like more than one sixteen. But uh yeah, I mean and it just it, it also gets the chance to really lean into it, you know, like when he visits the sommelier and he's picking out all his weapons, it just, just goes bananas. It's he's got common in there. The
0: Dude, yeah,
2: it's it's great. Number yeah.
0: two, I totally agree. One, one to me is is great. I mean, how could you not love Keanu in that role? But like, two brings it to such a another level. It's not even funny. Like two, yeah, two's the, the best. I think then then I'd go three, then one.
2: The the I choreography and the gun foo in that in that movie is just so so incredibly well done. The the amount of headshots that he does is is wild. I mean he, he is essentially unkillable. He's just every yeah. hero. But I, well, I, he gets he gets the bulletproof suit, right? So that yes. you know he can't die. <laughs> Yeah. What but what 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 you mentioned and what blew my mind when, when I saw it in theaters opening weekend, of course, was <laughs> was that uh, it starts off in the middle of a car chase and I fucking loved that move. I thought it was so I've never seen that where, like, the first shot opens on a, in the middle of a car chase. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. This is exactly what I
0: want on this movie. Exactly. Strap right in. Yeah. No, it's a great shot. Really good. It's, oh, sorry. It's
1: just so so sure. No, no. It's just, it's, and it's really, you know, uh, the action movie has really come back in a big way, which is great. But, I mean, this movie, I just love that it's, you know, it's mostly – you know the director Chad Chahelski, is a is basically a stunt guy, and he's got his own little crew writing them. But you know it's kind of original direction and writing, not tied to much else, not coming out of big franchises, just doing something absolutely incredible that we all need and love. You know? Yeah. So he yeah. was Keanu
2: Reeves a stuntman.
1: In, yeah, exactly. I mean, and and also you know there's that fun Matrix connection here where they bring back Lawrence Fishburne, and obviously he did stunts in the Matrix.
2: Yes, Horrible. yeah. Uh, uh, him and his co-director from the first movie, David Leach. They were both yeah. uh, stuntmen for Keanu Reeves. And so that's what made Keanu trust him and them to direct the first one and then continue directing the series. Can we just do a Keanu run for, for a bit? Yes, let's, let's do a fun
0: little Keanu run. Actually, I mean, this guy
2: is the... I mean, just as he is unkillable in John Wick, I think that his career is unkillable he has had so many career remakes it is true absolutely crazy i mean he's he starts off as the bill and ted guy and no one thinks he's ever gonna be anything but like the dumb stoner sidekick and then you bring him into speed giant mnemonic and point break and you're like oh this this guy is an action star and then he kind of like like does some bad oh. movies. He makes some bad choices, and you think he's just going to go away again. And then he does The Matrix, and then you're like, "Oh my god, Keanu's amazing!" And he gets the whole Matrix series, and then you're like, "Okay, like maybe he's gone." You know, there are obviously good movies in there, like you know, Amadeus, right? Constantine. I'll, I'll rep for uh, obviously Hardball. Ugh, but then, Hardball. When John Wick comes out in 2014, everyone's like, have we been sleeping on Keanu again? The answer is yes, yes, we did. And we 100%. did. We absolutely were. And literally from John Wick, he, he becomes – he ascends to a different level of fame, which is he is a now almost a cultural icon. He is, a, he is bigger – he's larger than life. 100%. He really is. And, it's, like, due to, and it's, it's and I truly think it's only due to this franchise.
0: I agree. If it wasn't for this franchise, he wouldn't have elevated to this next level of stardom.
2: A hundred percent. If he if, if if he's not in this franchise, he he's not a voice in Toy Story four. You know, like yep. like yep. I, I don't even know if they make the next Matrix. Like uh, like totally. And I'm so fucking
0: happy they are because I'm a massive Matrix fan. Yes. But, Oh, my God. No, but I'm with I'm just, you,
1: dude. I'm just checking out his his subreddit has 342,000 members, r slash Keanu being awesome.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. He is a it's, culture
0: icon. Also, have you guys seen his hilarious cameo in that little Netflix rom-com, Always Beat My Maybe, where he plays himself? Yes. himself is, yes. It's amazing. It's
2: like, oh, my God. It's and just, he, and he, he also just seems like a genuinely amazing – Person, like I, I don't know yeah. if you guys have heard this, but he gave most of his um, most of the money that he made off of the Matrix trilogy to the VFX team because he believed that they were the ones that made those movies. He was he was oh so God. appreciative of them that he gave like a big percentage of his residuals to the the team that did the VFX and bullet time ta- and, and developed bullet time and, and the ones that were behind the movie. And it's just incredible that he, he did those type of things.
0: That's un- see, that's unbelievable. Like he's, and yeah, he just, he, he seems like a great person. He also funny enough, like is a little bit like his character in a lot of these movies in real life, like sort of his point break ish Johnny Utah character. Like I, uh, throw a little personal touch in here. I guess we could call it another humble brag, but when John Wick came out, we live in LA. We get to go to a lot of cool Q and A's. Keanu was doing a Q and A at one of the movie theaters out here, the Arclight. And I went to it during the Q and A. He all of a sudden starts realizing that like you could make a pretty dope drinking game to John Wick. Like, And he just all of a sudden just sort of like stops like the question that's going on. And he's like, and he's like, wait, he's like, we really should make a drinking game to John Wick. He's like, he's like, huh. He's like, I guess he's like, every time I shoot someone, maybe you uh, take a shot of beer. And then he was like something about like stabs. And he's like, what do we do for headshots? And he just like was thinking in such a Keanu way where like, he's clearly thinking really hard inside, but like, Looks a little like silly doing it, and he like all of a sudden snaps out and he goes,
2: "Huh, tequila, <laughs> amazing!" Also, that is, he's making up terrible rules because you would be you would be dead, 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 Keanu. Don't try to kill us. Yeah, kill the guys in the movie.
0: Guys, should we just? I mean, I know we've, we're going off the rails here, but should we just do a really quick? Truly, off the top of your head, top five Keanu movies.
2: I mean, top like, uh, top, three. <laughs> top three. Top three. Top okay, three. top three. I mean, uh, like Point Break, Matrix, and, and John Wick Two. <laughs>
0: That actually might be my exact three. I was gonna say that. Is, well, obviously, Point Break is
1: one. That's that's not debatable.
0: Point Break and, and Matrix are undebatable. and clearly,
1: John Wick Two is gonna be there for me. I mean, and how do you knock out the Matrix? Oh right? my God!
0: Wait, wait, guys. I'm going. I'm going curveball. I'm going Point Break, Matrix, and the replacements.
2: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Dude, <laughs> is the replacements a sequel to Point Break? Secretly, so like, like, did anyone investigate that? Because I'm really just doing them.
2: it
0: to be different. John Wick
2: Two really wouldn't would be it be great if, break. if in the replacements, somebody on the sidelines like, "Hey, is that Johnny Utah?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, what's his character name in the replacements again, Town? Uh,
0: isn't it Shane Falco? Yeah, Shane Falco.
2: You know what I will also shout out is the Devil's Advocate. <laughs> that movie is fucking crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, see, if, if we did have a top five, it gets interesting because, like, I definitely would consider Scanner Darkly for top five. And, like, I also loved, I don't think it would quite make the top five, but I did love Hardball. Yeah. It's a little rest, bit of. A little rest bit in bit peace. Rest in peace, G, baby.
1: Jesus. Might be in my top
0: five. That yeah.
1: Really that,
2: that that movie Ooh. fucks. That movie That movie
0: definitely
2: fucks. Sandy, oh, so oh, oh, Sandy Ball. Cool. The, the, yeah. 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 I mean, I might rep for the lake house. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that is a hot take. I'm absolutely not repping the lake house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's chaotic. You know, there's that, some bad, bad guys aren't there. going
0: destination wedding.
2: I mean, that's coming <laughs> out. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how good that is. I, he probably kills a lot of people in that, right? Totally,
0: totally. With with his charm, though, just with yeah, his charm. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, fucking
0: bottom line, Keanu's a fucking icon at this Look, point. He yeah. really is, like, true legend.
2: And I, I mean, we should also mention he is a fucking badass in real life. I don't know if you've seen the videos of him actually doing the the shooting course in real life. Yep. But he, yes, yes, he does them in record time. It's it's nuts.
1: Right. And he, I mean, for the, for two, especially he also, you know, he did the shooting, he did driving, he did, uh, he trained jujitsu with the Machados who are absolute legends and in two, he does a lot of like almost getting people in arm bars, then shooting the next guy, then shooting them in the head, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. He goes all out. Dude. And absolutely. he does almost all his own stunts in the whole movie, except for where he gets hit by the car.
2: Yeah. And when he's on the, on the, uh, horse. On the stairs.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh no, the horse is in three. Sorry. And you know what? Why he's even more of a legend? He doesn't like bring a lot of attention to it. Like, Even though I do think like Tom Cruise is absolutely a legend for doing all the Mission Impossible stunts, it's become a part of the press.
3: Yeah.
0: That's, so cool. that's what those movies are about. It. Right. He doesn't even have to make it about that. He's like, you, you actually have to I, dig to find that info out. True.
1: I mean, again, it's, it's just the whole, the whole idea that's been created, right? I mean, his stunt guy has directed this outrageous franchise where he's now... You know, done done the stunts himself, and he's given money back to the effects people. I mean, he just is a fan of the movies that just totally knows what
2: he's doing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I think I think he's he's a legend, and John Wick will probably live on in in action movie history as one of the best action franchises ever.
3: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, John Wick. John I mean,
2: Wick you know it. they're making four and five, which I don't know if they need to do, but they are.
0: It's absolutely outrageous. The end, of, the end of two when he's
2: <laughs> when incommunicado. and the whole oh, city is yes. <laughs> just assassins. Yeah,
0: it's just unreal. It's, it's just, just unreal. 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 And like,
2: uh, but, great- but two does uh, uh, again just to just to bounce back. Shout out, common. There is they their fight scene is great. Common, yeah. I actually think is really under uh, under talked about good action star and that and that scene where they're walking through uh the uh the uh what is it the the whale like the subway station yeah the subway station in new york and they're they're firing at each other from the different levels but they're trying to keep it secret they're like firing through their jackets it's 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 just a fantastic scene
3: i'm doubling
1: down on the shout out to comment i mean he's really built himself a nice little acting career with plenty of time to go and i mean coming from Another outrageous action movie,
2: "Smoke and Aces." Oh, to, you know, I love that. Thelma movie.
1: <laughs> and you know, the movies he's been in now. He's done well for
3: himself.
2: Good yeah, for him. yeah, yeah. And he picks and chooses what he does. "Run All Night" also, weirdly, a very, very good action movie. Liam Neeson, uh, common um, action movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, shout out, common.
0: Shout out, Common. Yeah, and John Wick Two, great, great pick, Mike. That's actually that was going to be my number five until I saw Commando, and I wanted to slot that in. So, (laughs) great pick. Uh, Number one,
3: man. First one. Let's go.
0: Hey, and before we do, let's just let's recap our lists. So, uh, mine so far has been Commando at number five, Bad Boys Two number four, Fast and Furious Six number three, and The Raid Redemption number two. Ian, what about you?
2: Oh man, can I? Do I even remember? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, right. I, I know,
2: I know. I got it. It's hard-boiled at number two, The Rock at number three, The Raid two at number four, and all Gerard Butler action movies at number five. Yes. Oh my god! Yes.
0: Okay. Oh my god.
1: I'm, uh, Boondock Saints, Death Race two thousand. Uh, Black Dynamite, and then John Wick 2.
0: Amazing. All right. Well, we've landed here at number one. For me personally, there never was a question. I rewatched it this week just to make sure that I still felt the same because it maybe had been a couple of years since I've done a watch. But there is one over-the-top action movie, in my opinion, to rule them all, and that is Crank High Voltage a second crank film.
1: That is my uh, number one as well. Well
0: done, sir. I uh, didn't even list it because I knew it was going to get picked. <laughs> and and I have to say, one hats off for that. But but Mike, I know sometimes you like to pick different movies, but I'm so glad that you kept it in as your number one because I knew go you. You and I have such a special like piece of our friendship comes from our experience with this movie, and. It's just I mean it is there there is I lo- I I watched quite a few movies this week and this one is so much more ridiculous than any of the other ones I've I watched it's just yeah. on a level that is fucking insane like now I mean, now this is
2: the one where Jason Statham bangs Amy Smart in a racetrack instead racetrack. of just yeah, on the yeah. street right yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. And everyone cheers on. She throws her panties, and it lands on an Asian
2: guy's head. Dude, <laughs> the right. movies are—I wouldn't even say casually racist, overtly racist, oh, <laughs> overtly racist,
1: misogynistic, homophobic. I mean, everything off the charts. Yes.
2: Everything. Yes. Everything. So just to give, it's a, still so much fun.
0: So much fun. And and just to give the slightest background on it, this sequel—it came out in 2009. It's written and directed. By they go by Neville Dean and Taylor, their last names, but Just it's Martin an Neville. Epic,
2: epic duo. So
3: epic. Of
0: Gamer. it's exactly. It's Jason Statham, it's Chef Chelios, our protagonist. And then we have Amy Smart, we have Dwight Yoakum. Byling's in this one, David Carradine is in this one for in ridiculous
2: makeup. Byling Bi- Bi- speaks in English, and her English is <laughs> subtitled.
3: I know. Ooh,
1: the it's so many who are mostly porn stars.
0: Yes. Out, I, we have another Ron Jeremy appearance, unfortunately. Oh, my God. We
2: have <laughs> Ron on twice, guys. We, <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we need to question what we're doing. Need to but then
0: we have, from the music world, we have Chester Bennington, rest in peace, from Linkin Park. We have Maynard James Keenan from Tool. Then we have Corey Haim, also rest in peace. There's a lot of
2: people in this. Uh, don't forget about yeah. Dwight Yoakam, who is a country star. I said, I said, Mr.
0: Dwight. And oh, I didn't
2: Glenn hear Howard-
0: Glenn and comes back. in. Un- Glenn Howard, of course, comes back. He's in both. Dennis from Always Sunny. And then an unbelievably random cameo, Lauren Holly, who is Mary from Dumb and Dumber, is the therapist talking to Glenn Howard in that cameo scene. Um, I didn't know it. Yeah, it's outrageous. And so, anyways, if you don't know what these movies are,
2: you should a- probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast.
0: Yeah, no, okay. exactly. The over the top action movies, I think, in probably all of our opinions, are the gold standard. Is is the Crank films, and Crank one is outrageous, but Crank two just takes it to a level that I have never ever seen on film. It's and insane. It's insane. It's a fucking video game as a real life movie. Chef Chelios in the first one, he, you know, I, I actually didn't rewatch the first one. So, boys, remind me if I'm off a little bit on this. But in the first one, doesn't he have a poison injected in him and he needs to keep, what, running around? And what's, what does he have to do in the first one again?
2: He, he has to he keep his keep adrenaline up.
0: That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He has to keep his adrenaline up in the first one. In this one, they remove his heart. So, first of all, by the way, the first one ends with him being him falling out of a helicopter. Yeah. Unfair. And On this fire. one starts with him surviving the fall from this helicopter. He then is immediately picked up. His heart is taken out in surgery, and it's replaced with um, a car battery, pretty much. And no, he, it's, a,
1: it's, a, it's a, like a real, like a, a real brand of fake heart.
0: Yes, it's a brand it of fake heart. But essentially, he needs electricity to keep himself going. So he literally is he has guys put fucking jump him and put the jumper cables on his nipples. He he does everything you can think of in this film. It's absolutely fucking bonkers. And I'll let you boys talk about it too, because I know we all would put... You know, Mike, it is his number one as well. But it's like, it never stops. I just want to give the backstory about Mike and me seeing it. We saw this in theaters together in 2009 when it came out in Boston. We literally... We snuck in water bottles of Franzia. So we took the boxed wine Franzia, put it in water bottles, went in, got hammered while watching it. One of my favorite experiences. And just I'm gonna list a few ridiculous scenes and you guys can just take it from there. But we've got one of the most outrageous scenes I've ever seen in film, the 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 Chefzilla scene, where it's like the Godzilla. Yeah. Which, is the, which is the climactic end. Yeah, it's unreal. Then you have like some outrageous scenes, like <laughs> when they're at the strip club and the breast implants get shot, and th- those like are coming out. Just some of his
2: lines, like wow, did you just out. combine breast and implants into breast plants? actually might have. I like I it. Just, I like
0: it. <laughs> um, we have when he says instead of Cantonese, Cantonese. Um, we ha- I know it gets pretty ridiculous, but I'm just I'm just repeating what's said in the film. But then also <laughs> when. <laughs> The guy who's the the guy uh, in this one that looks it's, it's the brother of the guy the identical brother of the guy in the first one. Oh yeah, you know and he has yeah, yeah, and he has he has Tourette's in this and when they're in the car in the limo and yeah. <laughs> the guy goes, Your friend has the <laughs> <your> <laughs> friend has the gay condition. Don Kim, baby. <laughs> oh my and then also when Statham kills all of these Asians in the car, he just finishes and he just goes, Chicken and broccoli. <laughs>
2: it's just it's so Jesus fun. Christ. I mean, like So so these guys, Neville Dean and Taylor, they they are renowned for their their way of shooting, which is just at get the shot at any cost. I mean, for this movie alone, they shot 300 hours of footage in 30 insane. days of filming. In
0: fucking insane. And what they
2: would do to get some of these shots is they would go buy, like, shitty DSLR cameras from Best Buy and just, like... Because they shot in high enough footage that you could mix it in when, when it's moving fast enough, and they would just... They would get on roller skates or or they would just attach them to cars and just crash let the let the cameras crash into whatever they were doing and just destroy the cameras but get the footage back and, and that was how they made this movie they were just they were just running and, ca- and i mean they would be on roller skates being pulled by a car in order to get the shot
0: it's absolutely incredible
2: it's wild like I love that type of filmmaking. Just like get it done at any cost and let's have as much fun and go as crazy as possible.
0: And it really seems like everyone had fun on these sets. Like Statham seems like he had a blast on these movies. Like So I'm going to humble
2: brag right now. We have worked a little bit with Statham. Statham and my boss are I'd say close friends now. And so I've hung out with him a bit, and he has said that these movies were insane to make. Just truly, wow. like, I did not, like, Like he barely remembers making them because they were moving so fast and having so much fun and just doing, like, and kind of coming up with shit on the spot, being like, oh, we're at the hospital, like, let's let, let, let's... Let's shock him and then have him say this insane line. <laughs> like uh, he he loved making these movies, but apparently the making of them was also absolutely insane.
0: Wow. That's that is an epic insight that actually you hadn't told me yet. So I'm so I'm glad you saved it for the pot. I'm I saved like it. fucking oh man, like And you can, you, you believe that just seeing the movies, like you're, you're like, it feels like the filming would be like the hyper fucking frenetic style that the actual movie's in. Yes. And it seems that it was. So that's, that's pretty cool to hear. And like, man, it just, part of me, obviously back in the day I was hyped because they had said they wanted to do crank 3d to like complete the trilogy. Of course, a piece of me is sad they didn't do it. But then a part of me is like, I just don't know if you can get crazier than this movie. So part hold of me is OK. On, hold on. It- talk. Talk to me. Talk to me.
1: Hold on. Because after seeing Crank 1, there's simply it would be 100% impossible to top Crank 1.
2: Yeah. And it was done.
1: So, so like so, so
2: let, let, let's let's try and come up with some pitches for what Crank 3 could be. Like, it, does he have to stay on fire for the whole movie?
0: Well, so two ends within the credits. He's, like, totally wrapped up, almost like a fucking, like, mummy. And then his eyes open at the final second after um, Doc, Doc Miles, and uh, Amy Smart's character think he's dead and have walked away. Mm-hmm. So does he stay wrapped up all burnt the whole movie like a fucking mummy? No. No, that'd be ridiculous. Because he needs to see in face. Yes, yeah. 100%. Um, I guess, would there have to be a little bit of a time jump?
2: Well, sure, there could be a time jump. I mean, there's a time jump between Crank and Crank 2. No, there's not. there's no time jump. I mean, I guess not.
0: I guess, like, the, the maybe the, the day or two he's in the hospital. Yeah, what I'm, got... sa- what I'm saying is, like, he gets abducted again
2: and somebody does something to him.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what so, happens in Crank 2. So I
1: wish like, we had Crank 3 right now and he got injected with COVID and he has to find a vaccine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he just has to, ooh, well, that's actually interesting. Maybe he can't breathe. Ooh. Oh, yeah, he can't breathe. Okay. And so he
0: has to find ways to inject himself with what with to, like to, to get more air somehow.
2: <laughs> to get
0: more air. And then he has to uncover the big conspiracy behind COVID. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, So sometimes he like pumps himself up, like at the gas station where like you pump up your tires. Exactly. Other times he has like an inhaler. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of things to do there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. He he like he he grabs a balloon uh, inflator and he has to bring that around him
1: everywhere. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he he goes to a he goes to a a, uh, he reverses the vacuum at a at a gas station. (laughs) Ah. I'd like,
0: like I think we have something here, guys. You yeah. gotta get in touch with uh Neville. Well actually you have the fucking you have a straight shot to Statham. them. Let's I'll, talk I'll just get Statham them on the phone. Yeah, just get Statham. them. Oh, he mates.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I, like, I probably have a better British accent than me.
1: No, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's as bad it's like Brian James and Commando. It's the same level.
0: Wow. <laughs> I actually uh, almost out of British yet? I tried to do my Statham, and then I was like, "Nope." Now I'm thinking about it. Not gonna be able to do it. Okay. Yeah, it's
2: very Cockney.
0: Uh.
1: there's there's so many. Town, you listed great ones, but there's just so many ridiculous quotes from this movie. I mean, I mean, just that Dwight Yoakam is in it and plays Doc Miles is, is enough. But I mean, is Doc Miles gonna have to choke a bitch. Where he's where he's talking at the phone, he's like Jeff. I'm a certified heart surgeon. Well, I was. Lost my license after I fucked up my ex-wife's vaginal rejuvenation in my basement.
2: Chef <laughs> <laughs> Charlie says, you haven't been tight since your brother fucked you in third grade.
1: <laughs> is is this the only movie you could think of where someone gets a shotgun shoved into their asshole?
2: 100%. Oh my God. I don't remember just,
1: that. And yeah, it just uh. leaves it there. Exactly. It just leaves it there.
2: It's just—it's and- too bad because these guys, Emily and Taylor, aren't making movies together anymore. That's, That's so, so sad. Bad. I know, I know. They made they made uh, uh, the 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 second Ghost Rider movie, and then they stopped making movies together. Ooh, yikes! Because you know what? I would love them to do. I would love if these guys came back together and made a Fast and Furious movie. Like oh. these guys are these guys are such a good pick for for a Fast and Furious movie.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. Maybe they can do it after like another two and it needs another boost of adrenaline. Yeah. After Justin Lin <laughs> gets them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh dude, that'd be such a great pick. They need to make movies together. Like, I mean, ghostwriter two definitely wasn't the best way to go out, but yeah, yeah they got to come back. They, uh, they got to do crank three. They got to do crank three. I'm keeping hope alive for it. Great. I'm great. Like, pick. Thank you. Thank
2: you. And, so and we're
1: done. It's just you now.
2: All right, um, my number one pick is the nineteen ninety seven classic Face Off. Wow! Oh my god! I get it. Oh I did it. Uh, John Wu again. Uh, so many dubs in this movie, <laughs> and just peak insane Nicholas Cage and John Travolta. I mean, they're both just going. Fucking bananas as playing each other. Like I, I remember watching the movie and I was like, can you do this in a movie? Like, is this, is this allowed where they play each other's parts in the most insane, illogical ways. I love this movie so much. It's, it has like a deep seated love in my heart. I showed, I showed it to my girlfriend recently who has never seen any movies and she was watching it with her, jaw on the floor being like <laughs> what the fuck is happening in this movie i mean there is a prison in this movie where they have moon boots that stick to the floor oh my god i fucking and in the
1: prison there's that. absolutely no
0: rules like there's, there's somehow no rules over the
1: prison. everyone's out things are on fire
0: yep <laughs> Do okay, you guys remember when this came out? Like, it was a fucking thing. Because, like, you're like, oh, you're taking two of the most famous actors of our time right now, and they're swapping and having to play each other.
2: Okay. The opening scene of this movie is John Travolta and his son are on a merry-go-round in Griffith Park. And, and oh Nicholas Cage takes a blanket off of himself. He has a mustache and a giant sniper rifle in the middle of Griffith Park in Los Angeles, and he shoots John Travolta in the back, and he kills John Travolta's five-year-old child by (laughs) shooting him in the head. Let me repeat that. The first scene of this movie is Nicolas Cage sniping a five-year-old child in the head on a merry-go-round.
0: Oh, my God. I know that exact Um... (laughs) merry-go-round. I'm never gonna look at that thing the same.
2: <laughs> it's just, it's just pure insane joy. They use mirrors so well. Like Nicolas Cage when he is with Eva Longoria in his house, and he meets John Travolta's son. I mean, when he meets Nicolas Cage's actual son, and that's the first time Nicolas Cage is supposed to be meeting the kid. I mean, it's just, it's just so much fun. The whole movie, I love it. So Dude. I I have a great Nicholas Cage story. Oh please! So Nicholas Cage again. He did he did The Rock, and then he does Con Air, and then he does Face Off. So he did he shot The Rock, and then then a little bit after he shot Con Air. He, Con Air was an insane shoot with like the most insane people on it in the world. I mean, uh, like. Dane Trejo was asked who the person he's most scared of in the world. And he said, John Cusack. <laughs> it says a lot about John Cusack. Um, so John Travolta. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nicholas Cage got off the shoot of Conair. Flew to the set of face off and sh- started shooting the final scene of face off as the first shot of the movie. <laughs> The day after he got off of Connick,
0: that is outrageous. Uh,
2: Yes, he got a haircut and then he started playing in face off
0: Holy shit! Well, no wonder he went fucking crazy.
2: Yeah, he started that. He started doing that boat chase scene the day after they shot the final scene in Vegas for Connick. I mean, like, like absolute legend. Absolute fucking legend. That's outrageous. All right.
0: Oh my God. I'm yeah, like. His,
2: his performance
1: in the actual beginning of the film, you know, just after, you know, sort of while the credits, just after the credits are playing, after John Travolta's kid gets shot, where he's dressed as the priest. Just,
2: <laughs> when he grabs the, the girl's ass. <laughs>
1: unbelievable he's just swinging his head around his eyes are all fucking crazy it's just incredible
2: his the line that they repeat throughout the movie that is the one that he says to the stewardess on the plane which is peach i could eat a peach for hours oh yeah and then when they when they do the face swapping and now John Travolta is Nicolas Cage, for some reason, that's the line that they pick for him to test out Nicolas Cage's voice. Yes. Yeah. They're like, oh, 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 this is the line we'll have you repeat over and over and over again. I could eat a peach for hours. (laughs) I love this movie so much.
1: Honestly, the most ridiculous part about this movie, if you could pick one for me, is... Just the idea that somehow, like within one day, Nicolas Cage kills everyone that ever knew anything about face swapping technology. Not just in this. Not just in his one lab, but like no one even knows the whole technology exists in the world. It's crazy, yeah.
2: and they only only this one division of like the FBI or whoever it is has access to it. There's like three people on
1: Earth that have any idea of the technology. <laughs> it's just
2: so crazy. And then when he the scene where he goes to see where, where John Travolta, where, where Nicholas Cage as Travolta goes to see Cage in prison for the first time, and Cage realizes what happened to him, is just amazing. It's just... And John Travolta's just doing the most, too. He's, he's him pretending to be Cage, like which which means that they like, didn't spend any time together or, like, change... Like, they, they didn't exchange notes or, like, observe how each other act. This is just them, like, pretending to be who they think the other person is
0: which is fucking hysterical cuz the faces they make in this movie are just unbelievable.
2: That's yeah. it. Plus and there true. there is the one aspect of it which is the face waterfall or I don't know what else to call it but it's the thing that Dr. Travolta does to his family where he runs his hands down their face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's so crazy. That's how, you know. That's how you know it's actually him. That's how you know it's
2: him.
0: Dude. There's
1: just yeah, there's so many. Uh, when Travolta, you know, so this is Travolta, but it's Nick Cage inside. It's just talking about
2: his ridiculous body, and he's like, "And this ridiculous,
0: ridiculous chin." chin.
2: <laughs> 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 I mean, okay. So, do you guys think they change dicks? Definitely.
3: Well,
1: well I, oh wait. Mm. So on rewatch, no. because it's so crazy, you're kind of waiting for the now Nicolas Cage, who's a notorious poonhound, it, like secretly satisfies John Travolta's wife a lot
0: more. Yeah. Part
2: of it, also, part of shout role- out Joan <laughs> Allen in the weirdly sexual role.
0: Yes. Yes. What a fucking shout out to Joan Allen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, but you're, you're right. You would expect this movie to do the thing of like, John Travolta checks his dick and's like, oh, of course he's a small cock. <laughs> it's like,
0: Part of me even loves it more that it didn't because they were like, we don't even need it. It's so fucking amazing and ridiculous Part, already.
1: I will say there is a lot of small cock jokes in Tango and Cash. That there is a
2: lot. There is. I, I but okay, so just 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 let's let's do Dick Talk for a few more seconds because in it, John Travolta bangs Joan Allen for the first time in a long time. But if they didn't change dicks, don't you think that she would have noticed that it's a different dick banging her. It is peculiar. It Ooh. is very peculiar.
1: I mean, she does suspect something, right? She kind of feels like something's up. Well,
2: yeah, because this, her husband is all of a sudden hitting on their daughter. <laughs>
0: hey, maybe maybe their dicks are uh, similarly sized.
1: Dude, also, D- Danny Masterson gets absolutely fucked up in this movie. Yes, he does. He, He's just—he's like the boyfriend that's like creeping on her in the car, yeah. and then he just give and she like gives her like a switchblade or something. He's like, "Yeah, don't you have protection or whatever?"
2: Yes, he deserves that. He probably should have had that happen to him in real life. Yeah, I agree. Bro, I agree. Bro. Yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. I I I just love this 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 combination. I mean, Sean Archer and Castro Troy, just great great names. It, it's just uh it's a legendary legendary two handed performance. It <laughs> I, absolutely is. Just, I think it's I'm just, just a- looking at the poster. <laughs> just the two of them. There's no way their bodies could change. <laughs> I <think so. laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> they like they give uh, them section, they add hair to them. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs>
0: Dude, uh, it really is such a fucking great movie and a great choice. Like I feel like it's it's one of those nineties action flicks that maybe the younger generation hasn't seen it and if you haven't and you're listening to this you absolutely need to because it was it was such a pop culture moment even in when it came out you got like it was such a thing and yeah it oh it's so good I think so I mean I, I have a lot of other John woo movies I still need to see but it's my favorite for sure that I've seen
1: so I actually don't love this movie to be honest but it is a movie that every person on Earth needs to see at least once.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's an experience. The plot is absurd. I mean, right off the bat, it's like you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. I need to see this.
1: I, I also love where, where Nick Cage just gets super fucked up on unknown drugs and Nick
2: Cassavetes just goes, no more drugs for him. <laughs> you know, and, and and he gets to say the name of the movie like eight times, which apparently he fucking improvised. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, I want to take his face off. <laughs> and like, if you're on set, if you're Nick Casavetics, you're like, I'm sorry, did you just say the name of the movie that we're in right now? Yes, <laughs> yes I did. Uh, apparently, uh, the studio wanted uh, John Woo to take the slash out of the title. And he wouldn't because he didn't want people to think it was a hockey movie. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: It's not search engine friendly, though. That that slash will fuck you up in a lot of different ways. Yes.
2: Also, the magnet boots in the prison were the same boots worn by the Goombas in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yep. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Just to circle back, I... I just want to tell you the other actors that were considered for these two roles because there were a lot of actors that were considered to to switch faces. Please do tell. So it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Oh my god. Yeah. Harrison Ford and Michael Douglas. Interesting. Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin.
0: Also interesting.
2: Al Pacino and
0: Robert De Niro. Oh, when you said Al Pacino, I was like, it's got okay, to be. Okay,
3: wait,
1: hold, hold on. Together. Can we can we go through all those pairs and determine who
2: would have been which
1: character? Yes,
2: yes. Okay, so Sean Archer is the cop. Castro Troy is the criminal. Sean Archer, is, yeah. Sean Archer is John Travolta. Castro Troy is Nicolas Cage. So Schwarzenegger, Slo- Stallone. I think still, I think Stallone has to be the cop. Oh, wow. I was
1: literally going to say the opposite. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually. I'll be the um, tiebreaker vote on this, but I was going to say that to me is like the hardest to decide, but I think I'd give the edge to Arnie as the cop. I don't think I could look at Arnold as a fucking bad guy. Stallone's
2: I sick, also, but like. I mean, he's, I, he is the bad guy in Terminator. <laughs> that's true. Is he?
0: Yeah, in the first he's Terminator. In
2: the first one, in the
0: first one. Yeah, in the I, don't know. I just. My gut just says, my gut says Arnold is the good guy.
1: Okay. okay, All right. Alec, Alec Baldwin is definitely Castro Troy.
2: Yes, over Bruce Willis for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what yeah. about Harrison Ford, Michael Douglas? I think Michael Douglas is the bad guy. Agreed. Yeah, agreed 100%. Yeah. And then Pacino De Niro, Pacino's the bad guy, right? Pacino's the bad guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think De Niro's the bad guy because if you've seen him in Cape Fear, you're like, yeah, this guy would fuck another dude's wife.
2: <laughs> in I, fear, he would like fuck a pineapple.
0: I'm still standing with De Niro
2: as a good guy. Okay, I, I also haven't got to my last combination of two people.
3: All right,
2: which is Jean Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal. Oh
3: my god!
2: <laughs> wow. All I right, think, in that one, oh, fuck. I think I think she, Steven Seagal is the bad guy. I do too. I do too. That's the problem is that I think that they went to these people and a lot of these people didn't want to play the villain.
0: Oh, because a lot of these guys like being the
2: hero. Yeah, like Steven Seagal is never going to want to be the guy that shoots a five-year-old kid in the park.
0: True. I feel like at that point in their careers, Seagal, Van Damme, Schwarzenegger, Stallone all wanted to be the good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if we know anything
2: about Nicolas Cage, Cage. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck about shooting a kid in a park.
0: I mean, there are some legendary combos in there, but I think they got the best one. I agree. How ridiculous it is.
2: Yep. Mm. So uh,
0: that's my number one pick. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, uh, this has just been unbelievable. We've obviously have to throw out some honorable mentions.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Doesn't Mike have one more pick? No, he no, hit Crank in the final. Oh,
0: wait, did I, I go third? third? Well, no. So when I no, said I... Crank Two, Mike said that's also my number one. So yeah. that we oh, oh got it, got it. Um, but so yeah, so we're fucking done. Wow, I know. Is, all right, great list. Great, we've
1: say, we've done a lot of a lot of shoutouts already, which is great. We've covered a lot, but Rambo Two.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely nice. amazing. Nice. Where
1: like the first half of the movie, he's still like in Rambo one mode, where you are like, okay, this is just like a troubled sh- soldier with PTSD, and then just in the middle, just goes berserk and then starts shooting people with explosive arrows and missiles and helicopters. Okay, now you are
2: talking about First Blood Part Two, right? First Blood Part Two. The yes. Rambo, the Rambo movie names never made sense. The, the, the first no, movie is called sense. First Blood. The, the first movie is not called Rambo. It's called First Blood. The second movie is called uh, uh, First Blood Part 2. The second movie is called Rambo 3. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah.
1: I will say also watching 3 today is a bit of a mind fuck because it just like we love the Mujahideen. And at the very end it just says like dedicated to the gallant people of Afghanistan 19 years into a war today. It's just – it's a little <laughs> bit of a weird movie. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean the Rambo uh, movies are, are get wild.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, the two is just so fucking awesome. It just, things just go off the chain and it just becomes the real Rambo. Cause I think people that, I mean, I think obviously people that know movies know this, but like if you just know the name because it's become so legendary and then you go watch First Blood, you know, Rambo One,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's nothing like what you're expecting.
2: Right? No, so it's just like here. he's running around the woods shooting cops. Yeah. Exactly. Which is it's Weird, good. I right? like, I like, I like Rambo, but, or, or, or First Blood. It's um, so confusing. I gotta, I gotta shoot a uh, 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 shout out Con Air to to, to complete the uh, trail, the, the Nicholas Cage trilogy. Of course, of course. I'm like,
1: put the bunny back in the box. I
0: mean, yep. it's just
2: put, put the bunny back in the box. Change, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. Uh, And and John Malkovich just as Cyrus the virus. Yes,
1: Boucherme so is amazing in it. I mean, Sci-
2: Anara.
0: um i'm gonna throw a shout out to running scared
2: oh my god you're talking about the fucking paul walker movie which is one of the most bananas movies i've ever seen
0: it's so fucking bananas Um, i used to show it to
2: people and they'd be like dude this movie it it was too intense and and too non-stop my girlfriend in college was like i hate this movie because it's so it's, it's just so much shit happening in it,
0: dude. It's so dark. It, it's like a fucking Whoa. really dark comic book type movie almost. Yeah. And it's like, man, that fucking the 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 sick fucks the the oh, couple that kidnap Jesus the kids Christ. and they have like the oh and Elizabeth Mitchell who plays Juliet on Lost. As everyone knows, I'm a big Lost fan. She's one one of the oh she sickens me in this. She's one of the you know she's oh the yeah,
2: guy. and she and, and the me. shootout when they go to rob the guys is uh, when uh, when the when the when they go to steal all the all the drugs in the in the room is great. Yep. the, the fight at the end on the on the ice
0: on the ice, which is just yeah, insane. The them hitting the fucking puck into Paul Walker and then the big shootout and like such a like it reminds me in a small sense in like the the way it's filmed, like the fren- the hyper frenetic sense of crank. But yes. like yeah. it's uh I really like the movie. It it didn't quite make my list, but I, I wanted to shout it out because it's definitely an underrated film that like I don't feel a lot of people have seen. And it's it's a great Paul Walker uh role. Great great role for Paul Walker.
1: Did did anyone consider Planet Terror tough because yes. it's a zombie movie? Yes, but I, I mean, can it. From, like,
2: Dude, uh, that and Kill Bill one and two, I think, need to be shout out
3: mm-hmm. because
2: because I mean maybe not so much too, because she only really kills Bill in two. Um every, I mean, she does a lot of fighting and and and, yeah. and almost killing, but she don't she only kills Bill in two. But right. one one she mass murders people
0: <laughs> massacres and. Yeah. Yeah, those need outs I also put. I don't know if you, either you guys are a fan, but I'm. I'm a fan of the the film. Uh, for, it was from I think the later 2000s. Wanted with yeah. James McAvoy and oh, Angelina Jolie. Wow. Another common
1: movie. Yeah, yeah another
0: yeah. common movie. Yeah, that, that's like a surprisingly solid action blockbuster. I think, and it's it's ridiculous. I mean, the whole rules of curving bullets and shit. And I mean, it's it's if you haven't seen this movie, Wanted, definitely worth a check out.
2: I would also like to shout out the uh, the late '90s James Bond uh, Pierce Brosnan movies. I think those oh. are bananas, weird action movies that are super fun and crazy. Like the world's not enough. Like what? Like Denise Richards' name and it is like Doctor Christmas.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I hadn't even a thought of those, but I do love those movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd be remiss not to mention Mad Max: Fury Road.
2: Yes, I was debating whether that is a technically in, in in balance with this. I would have had it on my list, but I wasn't sure if it was in balance.
0: I, thi- I, thi- I think it's in bounds. I mean, it's one of the most bananas fucking movies ever made. Yes. but like I, I I think I didn't put it on mine personally just because I have such a tie to some of these other films. But in terms of like if we're just purely saying which is the most outrageous action of any, That's that's got to be in the top few. I mean, it's ridiculous.
2: Sure, yeah, I agree. Uh, Uh, I think like the the big robot uh, alien movies, like Transformers, Pacific Rim, even like Independence Day and Men in Black, a little bit. They they are just they're just crazy crazy movies.
0: All great movies.
1: when was the last time you guys have watched the Transporter trilogy? Because Transporter 2 is is almost like ahead of its time and its ridiculousness. It, yeah. it deserves a shout,
0: Dude, yeah, I haven't watched them in a while, but I remember the last time I watched 2, I thought like, oh, fuck, like I didn't give this the right time of day back then. Like this is insane. It's a Definitely. similar
1: like sort of John Wick vibe in the sense that like Transporter 1 does – a lot of kind of character development and then the last half is bananas where Transporter 2, like right in the beginning, there's a bomb under his car and he's flipping the car and he takes the bomb off with a crane. And you're like, okay, yes. Oh my god,
2: I forgot about that scene. Yes, that's wild.
1: Also, this and one me- of two main bad guys is in her underwear the entire fucking movie.
0: Dude, <sighs> I just thought of a movie that I hadn't even thought of, although I love it, but taken. Yeah. yeah. Taken, of yeah. course, needs to be shout out. Yeah. A uh, random Oh sorry. No sorry.
2: no no, you go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was going to say one that I want to shout out, it's it's maybe the body count isn't absurd, but I need to shout it out because it is absolutely over the top is Snakes on a Plane. Yes. Um yes. I fucking yes. love that movie. So need need a little shout out for for that movie and for Samuel.
2: I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie, but have do you know the movie Punisher War Zone? Oh yes, and no. I never saw it, and I've heard it's
0: so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it is
2: shot. crazy. I mean, like so much fun. It like nobody knew what it was when it came out. Everybody was like, "What the fuck is going on in this movie?" And I listened to a little thing with the director, and she was like this Irish filmmaker, you know, you know how Hollywood takes these like auteur, like le- like first time directors, and then it's like, okay, so now you need to make your franchise. And she had never read a comic book in her life, let alone. A, a punisher comic and the first page she turns to punisher is telling somebody that he's going to cough his balls and feed them to him and she's like <laughs> what the fuck is this they want me to make this like i made like a relationship drama in ireland and so she just like replicated the comic in the the movie and it is Whoa. wild it is crazy oh well, i highly ha- recommend it, it.
1: I love the Tom Jane Punisher, so I
2: would have to watch. I that. do as well. Yeah, this it, is right? not Tom's Jane. This is Ray. Uh, Ray, what's his name? Uh, uh, he was in Rome, right? The HBO show. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Ray Stevenson. Yes, Ray yeah, Stevenson. Um, I've. I, I also. I've seen... oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Machete. I don't know if you guys have seen that.
0: Oh, I love that movie. I totally forgot about and... it. Big
1: connection to Planet Terror, which had the yes. preview from Machete yep. before it existed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and just mm-hmm. overall, we have to just shout out with Planet Terror, Grindhouse. If you watch yes. Planet Terror, you got to watch it as Grindhouse with both and Planet Danny
1: Trejo and Cheryl. Yes,
0: oh, because yes. they have the fake trailer in between the two movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, it became a real trailer. Um, I've you hardcore Henry from yes. just a few years ago? I did, but I was let down by it.
1: Yeah, it's really controversial. I think it's awesome, but it's it's really controversial. A lot of people hate it.
2: It's. I think it. I like that they tried. I get, I get a little tired of the gimmick.
1: I think that's that's an appropriate. If you're tired of the gimmick and or you're dizzy and you can't watch it, those are all fair opinions. Just over yeah. the course of the movie,
2: I'm like, okay, I get it. That's that's POV. Yeah, it
0: it was. I I like that they went for it. I think it could have been stronger.
2: Um, I would like to also shout out Tony Jai movies in general, like The Protector and Ongbok. Oh, These movies yeah. are batshit crazy. I mean, The Protector is I almost put, I almost had it in my top five because The Protector is about a group of gangsters stealing his beloved elephants, and he goes on an absolute rampage through Thailand to kill and maim every person that is hiding his elephants. And the reason they stole the elephants is so they can eat them in a illegal restaurant where they eat uh, endangered animals. Oh,
0: so a little coronavirus tie right there. What?
2: Oh, pangolins. Sure. I mean, I don't (laughs) think pangolins are endangered. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: and, And Tony Ja is somewhat notorious for not really, well, this is like a cheesy phrase, but pulling punches on his, his action movies. And they look so fucking good.
2: He is his level of Muay Thai is amazing. There's one scene in the protector where he's running up a spiral staircase and it's an unbroken shot for like, it's like seven minutes long. And it's just him fighting for the entire seven minutes. And you get, when you, when they get to the end, you can just see how tired he is, and it's great to see that because it means you can tell he's actually doing it, and he's yes. just exhausted, like fighting these guys. It's it's a it's an amazing shot. I highly highly recommend the protector. I have. All part is part. probably a better movie, but the protector is wild.
1: I think there's a good. I think it's Scott Adkins does a good commentary on that scene. I watch on YouTube. That's really good. Where he's running up the stairs.
2: I, yeah, I, I I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think
1: my, my last shout-out is, is a little bit of a deep cut, is 1991's Stone Cold with Brian the Boz Bosworth. Mm-hmm. If, if you haven't seen this movie, it, it borders on ridiculous action and just terrible action in just the absolute best way. Yeah. It's the it's the most you could ever get out of this movie, which is to say not a lot, but you'll love it.
2: I know I, I, I know what you're saying. Okay. Justin, do you have do any more? I have a, I have I'm a couple. Good. I, uh, so I, I just want to also shout out The Rundown, because I think Aww. that that... Oh, legend. And Walking Tall, I got to shout out that too. <laughs>
1: wow. the, ori- the original Walking Tall, also amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Blade is a great over-the-top action movie.
1: Ooh, okay. What about Blade 3, because it has Triple H in it? I mean, that's really where <laughs> I would- All of the
2: Blades. <laughs> I mean, Blade 3 also has a Pomeranian that's a vampire, and our friend has a Pomeranian, and I think that dog is... Terribly evil, and it's probably because of Blade 3.
1: <laughs> I mean, and Blade 2, Guillermo Oh, It's a solid franchise.
2: Yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I agree. Uh, I'll, the, I'll
1: tell you what Wesley Snipes movie I don't like is Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. I can't get behind that one, but people like it.
2: I mean, I think it's hilarious. It's a terrible movie.
0: Terrible. But it's uh, hilarious.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, their view of the future world is fucking hilarious. Oh, you know what? I
0: do have one more shout-out. Kingsman.
2: Yes. Kingsman is a good one. Um, You know, there are a ton of other Michael Bay movies that are, like, bad, good. Like, Six Underground was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, (laughs) I... I lost my mind while I was watching it because there are so many insane continuity errors just in like the first scene, and it truly just doesn't make sense as a movie. Like I, I just, I was watching it with my girlfriend while she was like getting ready in San Francisco, and I was just yelling at the screen like, "Wait, what? When is this? This doesn't make sense. Is his wife dead or not?" <laughs> so there's, uh, there's some other good. Uh, Michael Bay stuff, Pain and gain the island. You know.
0: Just just really just dive into any Michael Bay movie and you're
2: you're looking at something. Yeah. There's three hundred. I could keep going, but I think I think I got I think I got all my big ones in. I think you got the big boys in.
0: I'm Oh, like, you know what we did say? The expendables. Oh yeah. I'm
2: not I'm like <sighs> I don't think, think anyone I, likes those movies.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm actually with everybody here. I don't think they're that good. I, I I think they just decided, look, if we just throw everybody in this, it will just take care of itself. And it it never
2: really did. Yeah. It's also just so lame that they have all of these legendary action stars that are like kind of making fun of the lines that made them legendary action stars. You know, like you have Arnold Schwarzenegger in there as a different character saying, I'll be back. Or you have Bruce Willis in there saying John McClane lines from the Die Hard series. You're like, what the fuck is this?
0: Well, and what's annoying is like they didn't go full in on these movies. Like I remember when they got announced, I was like, "This sounds awesome." And then they decide then I heard that like the studio wanted them to make a PG-13. So even though it ended up coming out I think as rated R, they had shot it like with sort of on that fringe. Yeah. So it's like a bunch of R-rated action legends that aren't really allowed to swear and aren't allowed to do like hardcore action. So it just fell super short to me. I felt like it was watered-down versions of all these guys.
1: And, like, and there's just so many modern movies that are obviously inspired by the movies that all these guys made that it's like, you guys, you missed the point entirely. Absolutely. 100%. Oh. So,
0: so everyone, watch every other movie we mentioned, but you can skip the Expendables series. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just watch Idiocracy instead of Demolition Man. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's a good call.
0: Oh, well, boys, this has been a shit ton of fun. This was so much fun. Yeah, Ian, I think we
1: really needed this after movies that made us cry. I think we really needed this reversal.
0: We did. We did. We went. We went very much in the opposite direction (laughs) from last week.
2: Oh my god, that that sounds like such a dark podcast,
0: (laughs) bro. Mike was like, I mean, all of us were like, it was a rough week, but Mike literally had watched thirty three. Sad movies. Oh my god! Or like whatever it was, you'd you watched a lot. Maybe not yeah, thirty. Whatever times. it was, rough. It, well, it was a well, lot.
2: Can you guys just 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 tell me what the top choices were? So for what was I yours definitely... like?
1: Uh, so mine were let's no, what, like everyone. what was everyone's number ones? Oh, uh, my number one was Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe.
2: Oh my god! Really.
0: Mine was. I love it. I love it. Mine, mine was Toy Story three.
2: Yeah, I can see that for you. It oh, was Fast uh, Bender is- Macbeth, right? Macbeth. Oh my god, Roy- <laughs> But his
0: explanation for it was like got him very emotional, which was because of it was like he sees himself in it and like pretty much about wanting. Not wanting to, I think, like fail in what you want to do in life and everything like that. It was, it was a very good explanation that Roar gave. But oh, uh, yeah, that was, it was a, it was a fucking. It was the movie makes him cry. <laughs> I, love
1: Dude, I, I love it. I number five was phone booth, which makes me cry. Yeah, there was more. Yes, room his room.
2: number five was phone booth. Ian, Mike's, what is happening? <laughs> Guys, you gotta listen to the app. You gotta listen to the app. If you're listening
1: Uh, to this, that episode's already posted, so go listen.
2: I need to to listen to that because I'm just gonna, uh, people are gonna hear me yelling on the street.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, fuck. This was, this truly was so much fun. We got to get you back for some other podcasts. And anytime, anytime. Oh, my man. And this, this was truly the the best, the best first topic we could ever have you on for because. I mean, you're doctor action. So,
2: <laughs>
0: as of now, until like, next time, doctor action. Thank you, guys. Hey, we'll love see everyone you. next I'm week. We love Bye. y'all. Peace out. Top fives and
3: deep dives with
1: Tyler P T to M. Top fives and deep dives with Tyler P T to M. Top fives and deep dives with Tyler P T to M. Top fives and deep dives with Tyler P T M director would have to be Martin Scorsese followed by Quentin Taran